Hey everybody, today on Training Grounds Episode 2, we're going to take a step into the X Mansion and see what Professor X and his students are up to. My name is Sean, and welcome to the Gamers Guild. Hey everybody, this is Sean, your host, and with me today, I got my brother from another mother, the one and only, Merzane. What's going on, man? Nothing much. I uh, am looking forward to stepping out of my normal comfort zone with uh, a new affiliation. I uh, We're going to talk about it, but I've never played these guys like outside of a game night of like with someone that doesn't really play a lot, right? Like very casual so i'm excited to do this yeah absolutely so i know you know everybody knows kind of as you hear listens to the gamers guild of course but if you want to give like a brief maybe you know like reintroduction of yourself if you got anything new going on what's been going on Merzane? uh well of course i'm one of the other uh hosts of the main line gamers guild podcast uh where we talk about like more general stuff for the game uh i show up on house party protocol every now and then and in their discord and in our discord um, I play kind of competitively. I'm not going to say I'm like, I'm not going to say like how competitive or not, but I like to play competitively. Um, I just got back from a tournament yesterday, actually, um, oh. Atlanta. Uh, I won. It was a little 11 man tournament that I got the win in. Um, had a lot of fun playing Sam. Nice. Uh, and I have been looking, everyone's been telling me to have a nice, like, secondary affiliation to play casually uh and i can't play anything fully casually so i slapped this together and couldn't figure out how to finish it and uh i wanted to get some help with it (laughs) you got it man absolutely well you came to the right place uh great to hear about your uh results in that tournament congratulations thank you you. i had my i had my jersey on i was repping i saw (laughs) i saw if it was the weekend prior i would have been at that event too actually yeah, you'd have made it a solid twelve, um, and yeah, maybe you could. Maybe we would have. Uh, maybe the top three would have been different. Uh, I, last time we played, you you beat me in finals. At a, Indeed, in you could have got your revenge. I could have gotten my revenge too. I got my revenge on Matt uh, from when we played in Memphis. Nice. Uh, he beat me round three, and I I, uh, I we I recently got a little rematch, and uh, I I got the I got the revenge suite. Heck yeah, that's what's up. Well, you guys are what? What is that? One and one? Or have you guys ran to each other more than that? We are two and two. Two uh, and two. We, <laughs> we have played in finals twice. Once in Nashville, where he beat me, and again in Memphis, where I beat him. If you remember, I do. and I had catered a squad to beat his strategy and still almost lost. Yeah, <laughs> his grunts refused to die, and it was we have um. Our first three games, well, all of our games really have been just nail biter slobber knockers, like just these really close, really crazy games. Except for our first one, he did a strategy I was not familiar with that got really advantaged really fast. And mm-hmm. I didn't have the tools to beat it, um, which is why I catered a squad to it so I could uh, actually combat where he was going. Uh, it, it was a very, it was a strategy that kind of beats my normal play style a little bit. So I had to go outside of my comfort zone to build around playing around it. 
Oh, sense. nice. I still remember actually that tournament you're talking about with uh, the first time you played in Memphis. And I remember the judge call I had to make that broke his heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, the nubbins, brother. The little nubbins. <laughs> the nubbins were there. <laughs> the nubbins. Yeah, he still talks about the the long move nubbin. Just barely making it over the um, the Black Panther. And I also, um, that table was wobbly and I accidentally shook, I shook it to show him that it was wobbling and the, one of the pieces of terrain was moving because it was a car on wheels. And I knocked all of his tokens on the floor and I felt like the biggest dirt bag on the planet. <laughs> what a way to set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, the biggest jerk ever. Um, and I helped him pick them up and we ended up having a really close game, uh, round seven or eight, right? Like crazy. Yeah. It, it went into OT. I remember that you guys passed round six. You had to go into round seven. Um, yeah, it was insane. It was crazy. It was such a good game. Yeah, it really, really was stressful. Uh, I lost years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then you guys had to ride home together. And then we had to ride home together. He got to stare at the trophy on the dash the whole way back. (laughs) Oh, man, you'd love to hear it. Uh, but yeah, so let's go ahead and take a little bit of a crack here at uh, what we, we have presented to me. Um, so real quick, so we're going to re- go ahead and go off our uh, color scaling here of green being narrative slash affiliated, yellow casual, orange high power, red completely competitive. And after talking with you, I think we're going to land in the more of the orange category for this. Would that be correct? Yes, Um we talked a little bit about, we, 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 I definitely wanted to be in that category. It's not casual, but I'm not looking to go to LVO and win. But, right. you know, if we could evolve it later to a red, yeah. we, we should leave the door open for that. But it's definitely more of a, I'm a high power player. I feel comfortable playing those lists. So that's what I want to go for. Yeah, absolutely. I think the high majority of these orange style lists are going to be, you can crank it to that red area if we really want to. Um, and yeah, if you end up liking what we make today and tweak it to what, to your, uh, you know, what you like to do on the tabletop, then maybe do a future episode. We crank it to that red area. Yeah. I would be excited for that. I would be super down. Heck yeah. All right. So, um, with, uh, further ado, how about Merzane? You go over the characters you have brought today. Uh, do you want me to go over a little bit of the theory first, or do you want me to just go right into the characters? You can absolutely go over theory with me first. Okay. So um, a little bit of backstory. My very first miniatures game was War Machine. I've talked a little bit about it on other casts and with you and stuff. And mm-hmm. my first affiliation was Convergence of Cirrus. They had a weird gimmick. Think of, I'll say Warjacks so or the big robots. They were powered by something called Focus. They give it like power in this game. Okay. Um, and Convergence's thing was when you spent focus on one of your robots, they would pass it to somebody else. And their whole design was around sharing resources. Like they weren't super efficient themselves, but when you got the train going, uh, it made everyone better. And it was a puzzle trying to figure out how to order your activations every turn to maximize your power efficiency. Um and as soon as I saw Professor X's leadership, it reminded me of home. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, thought, I can see that for sure. I've got to try this. This feels very familiar to me. So I've sort of built a list that feels kind of in that play style because it's familiar a little bit. No one to ones, obviously. Right. Like it's a completely different game. Um, yeah. But 
I've never, not never, never having played X-Men, I don't really know what pieces are usually used or kind of where to go. So this is just my first draft of like what kind of gets that feeling to me of of sharing resources and power. So without, you know, going too much deeper, um, my, obviously I'm playing Professor X. Um, He's going to be the only leader I have currently. That's not set in stone. I can always, we can always change it up. He's my leader right now. Um, For affiliated pieces, I've brought Beast, Colossus, Psylocke, Shadowcat, X-23, Deadpool, and Rogue. So Um, real fast, let me stop you there. uh Deadpool is not affiliated. Oh, God, you're right. I keep forgetting that. He's X-Force. He's Uh, X-Force. Take two. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We'll take that L. Um, The last two uh, unaffiliated choices, which is three unaffiliated choices, including Deadpool, but I'm an idiot. Uh, are Wong and Beta Ray Bill. Uh, I know Beta Ray Bill is like so original and unique, uh, but you know, <laughs> he's uh he's, he's kind of crazy. Um, I, my general I, idea was a lot of these characters are turned on by low power and can help each other kind of in the early game. And as it gets later and they're built several of them have ways to spend power outside of activation. So I can get multiple powers, um, power throws, uh, like during my opponent's turn and stuff. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of flexibility in superpowers here. Um, of course, it's not set in stone. I, I have no idea how many of these characters are actually good with the strategy, but uh, that was the idea behind it. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Um, the I look at Professor X's leadership, and I definitely, in my mind, I would want a lot of characters that just can do have reactive superpowers where you can Mm -hmm. just activate as much as possible. Um, I know currently, unless there's been a since you know, since this episode come or when it comes out, if there's been a uh, rule ruling on it in the forums, um, there's an argument right now on is the, it once per turn or once per character per turn. Mm. Um, And as for this podcast, I think we should rule it just once per turn period. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because, how I interpreted it anyway. And that's how I interpreted it as well. I know some people like to, you know, kind of bend that a little bit if it's not super clear. Um, but yeah, well, for this podcast, we will be interpreting it as such. Yep. Uh, all right. So what about your tactics card slot? So for tactics cards, I, I, I guess it's pretty standard. I'm not sure. Um, I'll probably be told otherwise, but, uh, for X-Men specific cards, I have Cerebro, First Class, To Me, My X-Men, and Xavier's Dream. So two of those are the, the new ones from, I think, the box. Uh, he's No, Xavier's Dream is from Shadowcat. Um, I believe that's correct, yeah. He has a c- Cerebro. He has Cerebro. Um, my unaffiliated options are Eyes on the Prize. I know, really original and cool. Uh, fallback, No Matter the Cost, and Exceptional Healing. And my two restricted slots are Brace for Impact and Indomitable. Okay, great. And what about your uh, Crisis cards? <gasps> Surprise! I don't know how this list plays. And uh, I told you in the beginning of the cast, I know a lot of people will build crises and then build their characters and tactics around it. But I uh, I focus on my characters and my tactics and I develop a strategy first and like what I want to do with my list. And then I try to figure out what crises best support it. Uh, yeah. So I, I've left this completely blank because I was a little intimidated by it and haven't really had time to go back and think about it. 
And then when you asked me to do this, I was like, oh, perfect. We can just like brainstorm way like shapes and points and ways to play it. Um, and I can get some help on it because I think that this is like really uncharted territory. I know people have been testing Professor X, but I think like he's still like an unknown. A bit. Yeah. I, I mean, outside of proxying and whatnot. Yeah. We don't even have him in hand yet. So yeah. um, it'll be a little, it usually takes people a few months to kind of get it like hammered down to at least a, a thought, a good thought process and a science. And then yep. from there gets really fine tuned. Um, yeah, we're at, we will 100% go over these crisis cards. We'll, we will be leaving this podcast with our three and three and, uh, you, I can't wait for you to go test this out and see what we have going on. Oh, yeah. Um, so before we get into any, the tweaking or not, let's go over, are there any pieces or cards that you want just off limits? You have no interest in adding in, or is like the world open to our oyster here, the oyster open to the world, if you will. I I can't think of any characters I'm just completely against playing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it makes sense in the list, I'm I'm pretty open to anything. Um, I guess it'd be like kind of case by case. I mean, you know, I don't like Cassandra Nova. Uh, so that's probably a no go. Right. But like, uh, I know all the Cassandra Nova stands are going to be really upset at me for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd still give her a try if we made a compelling argument for it. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big hater. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I'm not Kenny and uh, Shadow Marvel Matt, like hating on the mutants. Obviously, I'm inoculated, just like going full in mutants, right? Uh, we, we, I don't, I don't discriminate on a character by character basis, typically. Well, that is good to hear. I'm glad you don't discriminate, my good sir. No, we don't like even. that around here. No. <laughs> uh, and I'll let you know, Cassandra Noah is not on my suggestion list here. Okay, um, good. Uh, now, I will mention, if she had five Mystic, she might be for Cerebro. I, but five Mystic and more than one power a turn, and I think we'd be cooking. Sure, sure, absolutely. All right, well, let's go ahead and get cracking into this. Um, so I've brought a slew of X-Men characters um, to kind of like go over and discuss with you. And mm. then I brought just a couple unaffiliateds. Um, I actually do like your taxes card suite that you've brought, um, but I'll bring up a, a couple with you just to kind of like discuss and go over. Yeah. Wonderful. So let's go ahead and talk about what we have currently. And then I'm going to go from there on my suggestions. So we have the ones that kind of stuck out to me is, as we mentioned, and of course it was a, just a miscatch on your, your end of Deadpool being, if he was in affiliation, I would 100% be on him all day. Yeah. Well, I will admit I was really excited because I thought he was affiliated. Him not being affiliated um, changes my mind a little bit. I like Deadpool a lot. He's in my Sam list, but even there being affiliated, I'm, I've been considering dropping him. I, not that he's bad. He doesn't fit that strategy very much. Yeah. Um, and him being a splash choice for this feels awkward he felt like the other the other healing factor character to take for an x-men list but he's not x-men so that's probably not the case yeah absolutely so we'll uh that's gonna be a potential removal the other one i was looking at too that you have here is beast um Mm. so beast being a solid three threat i really like beast under storm in particular um but 
he here he's a, a bit not i don't want to say awkward i know he has a reactive superpower but he can only use it on himself so it's only when he's targeted he on defense and dodge rolls uh mm-hmm. he does have a two power throw yeah. um which is very good yeah that so, was kind of my linchpin for like my thought process with him was i know people bring him in storm um and the two the two power uh throw was like a major part of why I brought him. Now that's not to say he's, he's glued in here or anything, but that was my thought process was a cheap superpower. Yes, absolutely. Um, those were like kind of the main ones I was looking at. Rogue could, could potentially be a, uh, an argument here as well. Her mm-hmm. superpower suite, she'll trigger it almost every time um, under uh, X-Men or Professor X's uh, leadership. And also getting the turn one charge is very, very cool. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that was the idea. It's very good in Avengers. Yeah, absolutely. So that's those are the three things I was like really looking at. I love Colossus here. Um, Psylocke is definitely kind of like your heavier attrition piece. I'm noticing yeah. you have in the list with uh, along with X23, of course. Mm-hmm. Then we have Shadow Cat, which I'm very intrigued to get on the tabletop myself. Um, yep. having a three threat long mover in as X-Men affiliated is like a big dream for a lot of people. Yep. So it is also a, like a storm thought too, though. And it is. I, I like some of what she brings. She's, she was one that I was a little bit questioning myself. Um, I'd have yep. to buy her to get Xavier's dream. So that's kind of one of the reasons I threw her in is to try the new thing, but she's also one that I'm, she was one of my question marks. Um, she feels like maybe too much support to me um, gotcha and then i guess i could also ask you about wong as like your other unaffiliated so is is that just a you just love what he brings to the table it generically so um i will hearken back to my war machine days again um yeah. one of the things in my list in that affiliate that faction the convergence was a robot called the corollary it is literally a battery you would power it up and with most robots that when you end your turn, your focus goes away. Um, or when you start your turn or something like that. The corollary always held onto the, the power. So you would try to end your chains powering up the corollary. And it could transfer its power in several ways. Um, the normal way that they would transfer and then also at its, at its own way. So part of the puzzle was to start the chain with it and end the chain with it. And Wong feels kind of like that role. Uh, he, when at the beginning of, you know, the first turn or whatever, he can meditate and give someone a power mm-hmm. and that generates another power to pass out somewhere. Um, I like that. On top of that, if we're in a nutrition um, scenario, like he's going to be healing people and sent and getting um, uh, conditions off people. And one of his weaknesses, he's always having to, he's always having to meditate. But after turn one, if I'm, getting enough power rolling, I can start throwing him power. So double healing turns or even being able to like give uh, two Vishanti's blessings or not Vishanti, sorry, the um, faithful assistance to like two different people. The one where he gives power like that's, then that's three. If I give him four power, that's three power he can dish out, which doesn't sound super efficient, but one of those powers is going to be his too. Um, yeah, and just being able to then I can just start spreading it as I need on the turn. So he feels like a really flexible support piece. Now, again, with like Shadowcat, I felt like that might be support bloat because Professor X by a lot of people is kind of seen as a backline support as well. 
Um, but I, I feel like Wong is pr- probably one of the ones I want to test first. Probably the most questionable, but I feel like he's really worth testing here. I think it's a little less t- uh, questionable than what you might think, um, at least in your the initial thought process you've just given me. Um, I do like a lot of what you just uh, discussed and brought to the table with him. It, in theory, sounds wonderful, honestly. Yes. And again, yeah, again, he can help with those attrition matches. Uh, and once that power, like once you start getting deeper into round two, going into round three, once the power is like really rolling through, he can do a lot of things. Um, with Professor X's ability, the fact that you're kind of like net zeroing the power portion of his kit whenever you're going, cool, I'm going to give this guy one power and then I'm going to give another power to another character from the leadership. That's great. So, yeah, yeah, I would love to see that going in, um, like on the table. So the characters I've brought to you, and we'll kind of go one by one. I'll, I'll list them first and then we'll go ahead and start discussion. Okay. So in affiliation, I have brought Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. I have brought Cable. Mm-hmm. I brought the other two leaders, uh, and yep. these are kind of like there's a no, no like tier here. By the way, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cyclops and Storm, of course. Um, I have brought not Logan, but OG Wolverine. Okay, and I have brought Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Those, those are my in affiliation characters. I've kind of like brought to discuss. The two unaffiliated characters I've brought to discuss are Crimson Dynamo yep, and Shuri. So I want to tell you right now, all of them but the leader were in my original draft of like 18 characters. Because <laughs> 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 the way I build my list when I'm building something completely ground up is I'll just add all the characters that sound cool in the, in the idea and then start trimming. And yeah. almost all of those characters were originally in here. So now we can start like chipping away. Um, yeah. If I could add um, two unaffiliated sure. to that idea, and I thought there was one more affiliated, but I can't think of who it was. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of who it was. Um, they are for a specific idea, and they might be one to think about later. Uh, okay. So one is Baron Zemo. Um, All right. Another one that has the charge and... Uh, specifically I'm thinking because now that you told me about Deadpool I immediately went to Baron Zemo if I was going to take someone similar in that role like the re-roll solo three that kind of does his own thing Zemo Mm -hmm. feels like a really good choice who also does some support and has ways to do um, out of action power expenditure Um, hand in hand with Shuri is uh, Tony Stark agent of shield with the invincible Iron Man um I built a sentinel list for timelines off of the advice of Ryan farmer who had built something similar where you use sentinel primes reroll with Shuri and iron man to just have a bunch of reroll potential. Yeah. Um, it's very strong. If the interpretation, the other interpretation of the leadership where it's once per character per turn works, then it's crazy. Um, in the current way that we're planning it, I think it's not as crazy, but it, it's potentially pretty cool since we have a leader that does rerolls like Shuri. It might be interesting to try to stack them. It may be too much support bloat again, right? Like we have to keep make sure I'm getting enough output and not too much support. Um, but I also just really like Tony Stark, <laughs> and he opens a few really cool tactics cards for me. Yes, that he does for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and add those. Um, 
let's and I want to go ahead and kind of like go over. So I was noticing now I don't know about a per se a theme, but I noticed your highest threat you brought in this initial uh, draft was four. So I went with a more kind of lower to the ground mentality with yep. with what I've brought to you. I did add two fives as suggestions, but they're in affiliation, and I'll go over why I think they might be good fits. I don't think we will add, if they get added at all, both. It would only be one or the other, yep. um, and that would just be my two cents. And again, and kind of just like last time in all future episodes – no changes are going to be made unless it's uh, both agreed upon. So mm-hmm. you would have to agree that this is what you want. And once we hammer that out, then we'll make those changes. Yep. And I, right. I, I, I am trying to keep this more low. I feel like the more power we pass, the more efficient the leadership feels. We were, I really want to try to uh, not abuse it per se. I'm not sure how to abuse it yet anyway. Um, but really get like as much mileage out of it as possible. Like the more we share, the more we care in this list. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go over one we've already discussed previously. Let's talk about Storm here. Mm-hmm. So Storm being another leader option for you. Yeah. She has a, a little bit of a kind of a, some people would call it a side grade. Um, she, as a character, got buffed recently, um, but the leadership got a little bit nerfed. And some would argue it got a lot nerfed. (laughs) But so now we have a character here that's three threat, has this uh, three, four, three suite of um, defensive stats. We have a now official Friday AI and I have the storm, which is great. I think she needed that pretty bad. Yeah. Um, The reason why I talked about her and I mentioned her in maybe potentially beast slot is because she also has a character, a character in terrain throw. Granted, hers costs three power, not two. Um, but hers is also range three, not range mm-hmm. two. Um, so she doesn't have to get up in everyone's business, per se, to do that. Um, and on top of that, though, I will mention, and again, like I'm going to contradict myself here. <laughs> if we would want to add Storm, we would want to potentially think about keeping Beast. That's so, the weird part, right? I was thinking mm-hmm. that, like... With Storm, we kind of like Beast for his big old base. Big old base, right? That big old base. Makes for real big ninja flips. Um, yeah. I I had thought about Storm. For part of the same reason, I had kind of thought about OG Iron Man. Again, I'm a Tony Stark fan. Um, yeah. But to being able to uh, Friday AI at two means that I could potentially generate a lot of power and throw and be able to share a little bit. Um Shock would also help because, like, I don't know if anyone has noticed, but X-Men characters tend to be a little bit on the squishy side. They are. Uh, probably one reason that we've suggested Crimson Dynamo. Um, shock and Shock is big. It gives me a good flex to, to the leadership. Um, it and opens up the door for stuff like uh, Sinister Scoundrels, right? Because mm-hmm. her, her leadership goes real hard on Sinister Scoundrels. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. So that was going to bring that up too. So it, in my eyes, that leadership got a, it, it's a, I wouldn't call it a buff by any means, nor even really go into a side rate. It's still a nerf, but it being a reroll now makes scoundrels on for storm list on the table. Yeah. It, it makes very specific interactions, very buffed. 
Yes. Um, that one in particular. I think that before, while they liked the shape and the scoring, they didn't like the fact that it gave cover because they had it. So you're just kind of buffing your opponent. I think it's it's so much better on scoundrels. They are crazy for scoundrels now, I think. Yes. And X-Men absolutely. players can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. I'm 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 frequently that. <laughs> but that's what it feels like to me. Because it's one of the reasons uh like Storm wants to like gain a lot of momentum and then coast to victory as all those all our people die. <laughs> and um Web Warriors kind of does that sometimes too. And yeah. they like that for the same reasons. It scores very fast and they're very safe on it. Absolutely. So how about if you want to, for the time being, we'll kind of put a little asterisk. How about we reconvene on that one if we want to end up adding uh, scoundrels to the list? Yeah, I, I think that she, her and Cyclops both will probably be little asterisks. Yes, um, absolutely. We, we'll, we can go ahead and discuss Cyclops. And yeah. then we can, we'll kind of see how the rest of the list evolves to see if their secondary strategy would still work. And if it does, we can we can talk about slotting them in. For sure. So Cyclops, I bring to the table because I like him as either like when you have the heavy attrition matches, he, his attrition game plan is pretty strong with what he brings for his leadership. On top of that, he I would actually see games where you're like, I'm going to play X, Professor X, but I'm also going to bring Cyclops because I feel like field leader in this matchup is very good. Yeah. Um, or something, you know, something along that line. Yeah, it's strangely overcosted. In it my is. IMO. It is a little overcosted, in my opinion. Uh, also, I I was kind of sort of interested in the X Men Blue affiliation uh, for the exact same reason I like Professor X, and that it's power sharing, and it's not the same. Uh, it's not the exact same, right? It's not I spend it and I share it. It's I do things and I give, but mm-hmm. I've. I've always kind of thought it was interesting. Um, so, and you're right. I think like quick draw is an out of, as an out of action power he can use. Hit and run is a very easy one that he can use frequently. So it's not like he's going to be struggling to help the professor X thing. If he doesn't have three, yep. um, he's also got a pretty good builder. Uh, yes. Wild push, wild hit. Uh, Pseudo flurry is pretty good. And, um, one of the things I was thinking about with Storm is sometimes uh, having an area attack. We talked about it pre-show. We talked a little bit about Hellfire Club and Emma and how like the area attack is really good. Uh, having a beam five just randomly is really good. Yes. Um, having the potential for multiple target attacks on one action to me is very valuable. Um, so I would actually I absolutely agree. And real fast, and sorry to interject here. So... I like the idea too, and just kind of like make his leadership make a little bit more sense here. Um, when you have to go into, you know, it's going to be a slobber knocker of a game and you're going to go heavy attrition in your, in the list. That's the kind of matchup I would consider bringing Scott over professor X because mm-hmm. Scott can do that fight, still give out the power with all the attacks. Cause you're in the games you're uh, wanting to attack a lot. I feel like Scott's probably the better leader in those matchups where with Professor X, I feel whenever you're doing these like more tricksy kind of games, you have a lot of support abilities. You're probably not looking to like double tap a whole bunch. You're probably moving a character, throwing them off a point or something like that. Where Scott, mm-hmm. when in the attrition matchups, I feel is very, very good choice. I, I also think um, that if we do Scott and I'm, I'm kind of leaning to it, you're kind of kind of convincing me here. Um, 
it also opens up an interesting line of play for versatile strategy. Yes. Um, we could start with Professor X to get the power rolling with like the Wong. We could finish the whole turn literally doing like early game uh, stuff for him. We could start with like the hit and runs, the rogue charges, yada, yada, get the power passed around, start round two with a Wong. And then um, on the, then before Wong is done, we swap or on the next turn, right? When I'm, when I'm about to turn on the attrition, I can swap to Cyclops and then we start going, right? Yeah. Uh, and that might be an interesting way to like, because I feel like Scott's early game suffers a little bit. Um, from what I've it seen, can. the few games I've seen with him. Yes, um, it definitely can. I feel like, because I, I know a lot of people, especially, you know, in, within a bit of the action community, they were super high on the rework of Scott and then after the, those first few weeks of jamming it and testing it out, like it went from super high to like kind of mixed reviews, if you will. Um, and I, I think part of that is getting the ball rolling with him. I think you really don't see the power of that leadership until like deeper into round two, going into round three um, mm-hmm. with Scott, especially. Yeah. And I feel like Professor X like can kind of short and he's not a bad I'll be the first to say he's not the greatest option as a splash character or as not a not a leader, but he still gives the rerolls. He's got a good range gun and the mental suggestion um, attack is pretty good. Like, I think he's got a decent suite there. And I honestly think that Cyclops might help power him up a little bit better because um, I feel like a lot of the times if you're playing X's leadership, you're not going to be shooting power back to him because if yeah. it's especially if it's once per turn period, you're going to want to set it to your next guy to get the power because you want to set up that activation. Whereas with Cyclops, you can like do two attacks. One goes to your next guy. The other one goes to Professor X. So you might be you might be getting me on some hyper jank here and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that's what we're here for. We're here to like kind of like think about different avenues and go from there. Yep. Like, so yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and put an asterisk by him. Let's, Let's see if two, this list, two next to him. Let's put two, two. next to him. So we, two we next like to Cyclops. that. We like that. So I'm really if, liking this. I'm really liking what I'm cooking here or what we're cooking here. I was going to say what I'm smelling and what we're cooking. And it came out what I'm cooking. There you go. Uh, so actually with that consideration where I'm going to add a character to this list, which we'll go over, I'll go ahead and go over them in a bit, but I'm going to add Bishop to this list. Okay. I do like the Bishop thought. All right. So, all right. Next, let's go over Nightcrawler here. Go ahead and pull him up. And now, so Nightcrawler, new four coming out with the rest of this wave. Um, a lot of hype behind this character. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. a tremendous amount. I know people have been labbing, like, oh my God, you can add all these dice. It's so crazy with, with like how his powers work. Um, and he is really sweet. He's very good character again to turn on Professor X uh, with his leadership. He has a an active superpower and Banff, and then he has not one but two reactive superpowers. One for his turn when he attacks, and another one when he's being targeted for with uh, physical or energy. Um, mm. Did you mull over him at all? Like I said, he was definitely in the original like big big block of characters that I had picked out. Um, he only got knocked out um, not for any particular reason. It was just, I think he might've gotten blocked out for rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely looks like a ton of fun. 
Um, yeah. And I didn't think about him having the, um, I, can you pronounce his reactive for when he gets attacked? Oh, this, the ungalbish acrobatics. Un- ungloblic, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's like whatever blish, B-L-I-S-H, yeah. Is it blish? <laughs> yeah, it looks like ungoblish. I don't know, dog. Word is <laughs> uh, uh, unbelievable acrobatics is what I'm going to call it uh, for as long as I can remember that. Um, but yeah, he's also got a War Machine-esque ability and Invisible and Shadow feels like something called Prowl. I think it was Prowl where you would get stealth if you're in terrain, uh, basically. Yeah. That's what that, that's what that feels like to me. It's a very cool power. Um, he's he's interesting, and like I said, I think that when I looked at my suite of fours, right, I have four of them, which is a lot for me. I know most people don't, don't like the, the fours where a lot of the action's at right now, but I'm used to doing more threes and uh, fives. Um, right. So four is a weird number for me, and I've got Rogue, Bill, Psylocke, and Colossus. Um, I don't really know if I want to slot out a three for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he would take the place of either Psylocke or Rogue. Because I think he doesn't do the job that Cyclops does, right? I think Cyclops is doing something, or not Cyclops, Colossus. Colossus right. is doing something fairly unique here that we would, I don't think that that would be your suggestion to take him out, right? No. no Colossus to me, I feel in X-Men list, or it's pretty much like a mainstay after the rework. Oh, I'm stupid. I have five fours because X is also a four. He is a four. Um, yes. So I feel like we'd be looking at Psylocke and Rogue. Um, yeah. So I guess let's talk about Psylocke first. Let's let's consider yeah. dropping her for him. So let's go over Psylocke for sure. So Psylocke here is definitely kind of one of your higher attrition pieces that you have in your list. Mm-hmm. Um, she is very strong in that category um, with her uh, little pseudo charge, but adds two dice to her builder. Um, when telekinetic katana, um, I love the f- the flexibility of her builder as well, being energy and mystic, um, yeah. it, which is fantastic. And again, another character to pass the power to to get that online. Um, her, she still might not be able to get like the round one attack off, considering she only advances short with that. But she can mo- get on a midline for it. She can. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, in most situations, she absolutely will. Um, yeah. If you're if your opponent's playing very conservatively and keeping back, um, yeah, no, they're gonna, okay. yeah, you're gonna force you to play a little conservatively and making sure like you you have to wait on her activation, which most of the time you're gonna want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily the tanky, more tanky character. She can be a little squishy at times, even with tele uh, telepathic precog. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, I think her suite is fantastic. I will say, if we want to go more that Cyclops route, I think she's a mainstay. Yeah, I think she works really well in there. Um, yeah, and like Stealth Bring, it's like she she feels like the most one for one for me. She's, I think she's a better attrition piece. She's got yeah. better attack types, and she's going to be more consistent. She's going to be able to add a lot of dice more consistently. She does more with low power, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Um Telekinetic combat enhancement is that sweet spot of a two cost, um, two, two cost offensive, uh, superpower. And she's also got stealth. So that's kind of also getting into that stealth role. Like two stealth characters isn't bad, but I feel like having one to slot in is good. 
Yes. Uh, so, and I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like I, her really big output is very good for me. Um, and like you said, I think it, I'm, I'm still thinking about Scott really hard. <laughs> he might make me six fours. Um, nah, I, I think I see where I want to go with the cut too, but I want to go over the rest of this list first and then yeah. we'll go over what, what we're, what I'm thinking and see if you agree. Okay. And then do you want to talk about Rogue real quick? Or you want to move on to the next idea? Uh, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about Rogue real fast. Yeah. So again, another uh, round one charger. She can go farther because she will have like her charges are a typical one. Um, she is not always the heaviest hitter. Um, I do. I'm a big stand for mutant absorption. Oh, um, yeah. Love that power. Uh, she's definitely a bit tankier um, of a character than a lot of other characters in your list outside of maybe Colossus. Yeah, or, and Bill. Colossus and Bill. Bill. So you still, I don't know, and this is a character, I, I guess I'll, I'll spoil here, even though I just made that comment a few a few seconds ago. This is the character I'm I'm thinking, in my mind, may not be the one to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she brings a lot to what you are wanting with X, but you kind of already shown that you already have characters that, can kind of fill that role. And with another character we're going to talk about later, that's a lower threat that we may slot in that they like, you may are that spot of like turn one charge might already be good to go. Yeah. I, I also kind of liked the idea of her standing next to it, next to like Colossus and bill as like this wall of hard to kill people. Cause like, you know, we talked about that wall of meat. Yeah. Um, and I like it kind of circum with like X23, right? And exceptional healing, we kind of circumvent that, oh, you know, X-Men is is really easy to kill. And we start getting like a tanky X-Men build, which I think is different. Okay. I'm not opposed to dropping her. I do think she her suite of abilities is cool. And I'll be honest, having LeBeau as a last name uh makes me giddy. Cause uh a lot of people may not know um ghost Rider is one of my favorites but gambit is like always fighting for that spot too um, absolutely and all of, all of his you know all their suites of like people that kind of interact with them and so rogue is like tangentially a character i really like um yeah and this is the cool version of rogue right the uh southern hospitality old like old x-men style um the so, the I I uh, about killed Miss <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Shug, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I expect my Waffle House waitresses to call me. Uh, <laughs> uh, only always. Only always. I know it's a bad experience if they won't call me Shug. Um, <laughs> so, but I do agree she's probably the most cuttable of my fours. Um, maybe the most cuttable affiliated pa- character. So. I- if I, her, I think it's between her and Beast currently. Yeah. And but again, Beast becomes a mainstay if Storm was slotted. But it definitely sounds like we're on this wavelength of, I think Storm might just be out at this point. I think Cyclops might be the better choice. Yeah. Um. Okay. So from there, let's go ahead and talk about these two five. Or actually, no, I have one more four to talk about. And this is definitely on. If I did have to like tier all the characters. This is low man on the totem pole. Uh, right. That's that's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And I suggest him for one reason and one reason only. Well, eh, maybe not just one reason. He does fit that uh, attrition style 
that we that this definitely seems to be going for. Um, yep. He does not have a reactive, so mm-hmm. he does not play well in what we're looking for with Professor X. However, with Cyclops now potentially being on the table, um, I do think he slots a bit better in there. And Fastball Special is a very dumb card. <laughs> it, it is. Well, <laughs> I also have access to the Wolverines, which is kind of good. And I talked earlier about Deadpool having the being the second character to be able to benefit from exceptional healing. And I mm-hmm. think having two is like the sweet spot, maybe, because it gives your opponent really difficult decisions on who to attack. Um, when it's just one, they know to burn that person and eventually you'll use it. But when it's two, and, and sometimes that'll just protect them. They'll just be like, well, I'm not attacking that guy. Um, and especially in those instances, when it's two people, they just start going, like, well, maybe I just don't. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. And normally I would suggest Logan here as well. Um, I do think that I don't want to say Logan's stock has dropped by any means, but I do think, especially in a list like this, we're not bringing higher threats. We're looking to go a little, you know, like on average, probably like a character wider than usual. Um, And the more characters you have on the board uh, ally wise, Logan starts to lose a little bit of merit. Yeah. I I don't think, he quite fits in with what we're cooking um, right. because of what you said, but also um, we're going to be grouped up. So his mystic, his mystic weakness will hurt me a lot more often. Um, yes. And he's also got a three cost superpower, but both Wolverines only have one superpower that costs power. They're both active Wolverines cost two Logan's cost three. And I think that sort of turns me off of the Logan because he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't play well um, with yep. the Professor X. Uh, Wolverine feels cool to me, but I think um, if I had to choose between him and Rogue, I think my tactics cards are going to be really tight. So like Fastball Special is going to be really hard to slot in. Because we're looking at Dream, Exceptional Healing, Cerebro every now and then, Restricteds. Um, you know, what was the... Uh, uh, to me, my X-Men first class, we have so many good tactics cards. It's going to be really hard to slot in a team-up card with two fours. Yeah, this is a 12-point co- 12 core, like right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I think yep. if I brought a four, I'd bring Rogue because I think she's more independent, if that makes sense. I think for once sure. her ball gets rolling, she she does a lot for herself and can help hold down a side. Whereas I think Wolverine does better like swooping in and cleaning up. Yes. Uh, and I think that I think he would not I think he would I think he would be better for Cyclops. I think he's not as good for X. And I think he doesn't play as well with the rest of what we're bringing. Um, I can agree. I can agree. I, I, I do think I agree with your assessment. He's probably the lowest on the totem pole for for swaps. I yes. like a little bit of what he's bringing. I just think we have a little bit better options. It's not a bad choice by any means. I don't think any of the choices we're bringing are bad. Um I just think he's probably not what I want for this. Yeah, that's very fair. I, I think I at least put the uh, the little bug in your ear, though. No, and I think that if other people want to try out this list, right? Like, I like the idea of adding characters, just throwing characters out there. Because, like, if someone else wants to try it, Wolverine is definitely, like, a good inclusion. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to bring Wolverine and suggest it. And, like... If anyone wants to try it and report back with your findings, like please do. But yeah, absolutely. I do. I will state. I do think if we were focusing more on a Cyclops game plan, 
I do think the mer- the stock of uh, Wolverine goes a lot higher. Yeah, I think if we were doing Cyclops with Professor X as the secondary, I would be really on board with you, especially because we have the 23. Like we've, we can really push that. Um, yep. My goal is to do Professor X more. And I think thinking about that, he was he's uh, less of an inclusion. Indeed, indeed. So with that same thought process of what you just said, uh, I will go ahead and bring up the last four in the unaffiliated slot. And that is Bishop that we added to the list while we were talking. Um, mm. Again, another character, only one superpower that he can do active. Yep. But it is a size four character terrain throw yep. medium. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, which is quite juicy um, along with a very sweet, like an attack suite. He has, I think the range four shot, uh, it's energy that can also within range three incinerate is very good. Mm-hmm. Again, he's another character that I feel is that lack of other things like fits more in the Cyclops game plan. But like, I think this is a, like very potential, like he, he kind of facilitates itself in like what you mentioned with rogue was doing it previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, he hits well, he's v- deceptively tanky with mutant energy absorption. It yep. seems, um, blanking wilds and gaining power for it is very, very strong. It could be brutal. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've played against a lot of, uh, sexy strange as uh, Justin calls him. Oh God. It's, it's insane when you like get a, when you line up a good attack and he just rolls a bunch of wilds. Yeah. And then he does it for every attack. He doesn't care about the typing. He's yep. just like, no, nah, we just do this. Yeah. It, it's deceptively good. Um, right. I also like the idea. So I think that Bishop's biggest problem is overload. And part of that is if you set him up for a big turn, you have to usually wait around to do it. So he takes a damage for it. Whereas in X and Cyclops to an extent, you can power him up on your round and then activate him and then do the big turn. Yeah. And then that, especially in Cyclops when he can, every single attack on the, um, the area attack can throw a power somewhere else. Um, that can save him from his overloads. Um, and he can get those big turns without feeling like you're risking a lot. Um, Absolutely. He does sort of, I, I do agree. He's more of a Cyclops choice, um, but I think he's, I think I like him better than Wolverine for what you said. He's a little bit more independent. Yeah. Um, and he's also going to help set up more with the incinerates. Uh, yes. He's also got really good immunities. Yeah. Oh, poison yeah. stun. Those are all crazy immunities. They really um, are. He's also a big base medium move, which means he's pretty, pretty maneuverable. He's going to be able to kind of get where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that there's an asterisk for him, too. Um, I think he's kind of up there with the Cyclops choice. If we slot him in, we might be thinking about him. You got it. So we'll, we'll put an asterisk by Bishop. Um, and then we'll go on to our my last two in affiliation, which are both fives, which is uh, we'll start with Cable first here. So. Mm-hmm. Cable, I think, you know, we talked about two characters back to back that were like, hey, if we're on the Cyclops game plan, these are pretty solid choices. Cable, I think, is a very solid choice under Professor X. Yep. Um, Where he's packing again, like he's another long range attacker. But now with the change, he 
there's some merit into putting him into p- people's business uh, with the two re-rolls on the attack. Um, they drop the power on the spender, which is still not the best, but it's an area attack that in mentioning area attacks being very solid earlier, that mm-hmm. has some merit here. What we're really looking at is body slide, the throw and uh, omega level threat and telekinetic shield with the help mm-hmm. to help like that tankiness that you were kind of mentioning earlier. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think about cable here with this, this suite of uh, superpowers? Cable's one I also thought about for like a lot of the reasons you're bringing um, body slides, that sweet spot of two. Um, he also likes getting power and can spend it really well, but he's also not afraid to like share it. Um, right. It also gives me a ter- a good terrain throw. Being able to throw uh, size four is pretty big. And he, um, also, the incinerates are great. Uh, we talked about with Bishop, right? Like being able to facilitate other people doing more damage is going to be good for this list. I am a little worried about five threats because we're talking about go- wanting to go wider. That could make it a little bit awkward. Um I'm not opposed to trying him. If we did add him, I think he'd probably be like the next to get chopped. If we, after I did some testing, it depend yeah. on how the point breakdowns work, whether or not he's able to stay, but I do like what he brings. Um, and again, like the shotgun improvement on plasma rifle is just so cool. It <laughs> he's really so is. cool. Um, I think he brings a lot up. Being five is my biggest worry. Um, it's going to be my biggest worry for the next one, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think the next one's a little bit harder of a sell. I do think out of the two, um, it'll, it, Cable's probably the more of a favorite here. I agree. Uh, and that is going to be Jean. Um, Jean! Jean! Good old Jean. She got a little, some, some glow up, for sure. Um, she also brings a terrain throw of size four which, as you just mentioned, fantastic. Uh, she does have a reactive superpower, but it's all way more niche. Yep. Cables, you're going to be able to do constantly. Whenever where, I feel like it. Right. Uh, where hers is going to be only in not probably like more matchups than what you might think, but it's still quite niche. Yes. Um, that being said, she does gain two power every power phase, two additional. So it'll be mm-hmm. three power total. Um, she is another character that benefits from Cerebro. Yes. And you can play Cerebro on her. Next thing you know, she are doing range five, six dice, um, psionic blast, which is I, nothing to sneeze at. No. Um, so I, that's one of the bigger reasons why I put her into my suggested list. I, she's probably a bit lower, probably like just a smidge above Wolverine in my suggesteds. Um, but I figured there's some merit to talk about her at least. Um, what, do, what do you think about Jean? Have you ever tabled her before? Uh, no. In fact, I did not put mine together. I got the Cassandra Nova Jean box. I don't even remember how. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how I got <laughs> that box. I don't remember buying them. I just remember having them. And I put Nova together only to try her in Sentinels. Um, and I don't know if you've seen mine, but she is standing on a sentinel arm instead of her blast. And her blast is coming out of one of my sentinels hands. I've seen um, that. Yeah, it's real sick. And uh, I was not interested in Jean because she was. Um, not great. For lack, for lack of a better word, Tara bad. 
um, before, <laughs> uh, <laughs> along with Cassandra Nova. Um, but yeah, I like her buff a lot. And I think she does some interesting things. I, I do agree. Shield Mind is like real niche. And I think with Shield Mind in mind, one of my issues with her, in my opinion, this isn't like to say she's bad. I think she's actually like way better. And she's very, very doable as a character. She's is the quite playable now. Yes. I think where I would want her are matchups where her toolkit sort of scornergizes like Wakanda, right? Like, sure, like Sinovel's pretty cool in Wakanda. Um, throwing's pretty good into Wakanda, but you probably won't get a lot of matter transmutation off. And Shield Mine, you'll get off, but they're just gonna beat the crap out of her. <laughs> they're yeah. so, they are so good at killing these three physical defense characters. And Killmonger's gonna love seeing her across the table. Yeah, that kind of worries me too. So that's one of the reasons why I actually brought her as a suggestion because it would she'd be one of those characters that was like a, a tech slot character, yeah. right? Where it's just like she does not come in every matchup by any means. We're gonna stick with that low to the ground matchup, but I do think there are matchups that she shines. Um, yes. But as you mentioned now with, with like Killmonger like that, like some of those matchups do have characters that just kind of eat her alive. They kind of look at her and go, Ooh, nice. I like that. Yeah. It's, she's, it's she's sort of a weird model. Like that. she does some really cool stuff for very specific mm-hmm. matchups that also really like to see her. So yeah. like, cause also in those matchups, you want to go wider. Like you want to have more characters than Wakanda. If you can, you want to have more characters than spiders. If you can, where she also feels really good having a mystic, a pierce, a sap, a way to move them, a way to prevent movement. But you also have to go taller. Um, and yep. so I think that while she does do some cool things, I would probably like her better if I was doing something like, not specifically like an attrition-based storm, but something that's playing a more late-game storm or something as a tech piece in storm. Okay. Um, I think she has a lot of potential in places like that. And maybe if I was going more Cyclops, right? Like if I was doing a low to the ground Cyclops with less fours specifically, I would probably also consider her um, because she's not a bad attrition piece. I just think she would, um, I think she could help that help you do attrition in those matchups. But I think here she's going to be a little bit too much investment and having a second Cerebro piece is nice. But like I talked about earlier with like tactics cards, I might just have trouble slotting in, cerebro in my lists anyway yeah um with what we're bringing um so i i also think she's probably going to be kind of down there with wolverine um i i think cerebro and i was going to save this for when we talked about it more in the tactics cards area um cerebro is a card that i think you really don't bring it in much unless if you're going against like a like a more of like a range control type especially with characters that have like stealth um The fact that they ignore stealth, they get the range increase, um, and it helps you just kind of like snipe them down. And with increased dice, um, I think that helps a lot in those matchups where you're not having to bring a card like Mark for Death, which a lot of people don't really find room for anymore. Yeah, um, it it does become a card where you can be like, hey, this helps the attrition game plan with these Mystic users are with Professor X right now specifically mm-hmm. but it helps also like hunt down these control matchups as well so i like the flexibility of the card um but i do think in a lot of your matchups you kind of hit the nail on the head i don't know if you're going to be bringing it i think it gets outshined by some of your other options you have here yeah there's like there's so many good 
tactics cards in it. And there's real so many good. Uh, 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 wow, I can't think of the word. Uncanny X Men tactics cards. <laughs> right. um, it's it's really hard to justify um, from a competitive standpoint. Right. We are thinking orange. Keep in mind, like all this is orange thoughts. Um, yeah. Thematically, a lot of these characters are awesome, but for this more efficiency-minded game plan, it's a little harder to justify. Indeed. Um, and so with, with that orange talk too, we can go ahead and like if you if you're ready for it, we can pivot to these unaffiliated choices yes, to try to fill in some of these gaps here. So Crimson Dynamo is the one I have, and it, he's pretty high for yeah. me in this list. Um he's not exactly the like big attrition piece by any means. We've been talking about a lot of attrition pieces pieces lately um in these past few talks outside of like Gene. Um, but what he does bring to the table is a bit more of like that tanky side that you were liking here. Mm-hmm. Um, he has great superpowers to use on his turn with gaining power in himself, also being able to pass another power. But um, that doesn't pass because you have to spend at least one to pass. Oh, that is correct. You, good catch. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he has that. He has that power though. He has the power to move himself that will pass. Um, and then of course he has in my mind, one of like potentially like top three best reactive powers in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disruption field is a messed up superpower. It's gross. It's so good. Um, yeah, he, I think he is phenomenal. Randomly has like four, three, four st- stats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about like a crimson dynamo in this list? Um, yeah, I kind of like the Crimson Dynamo idea. He was kind of in my original pile of characters, but I took him out um, just for other reasons. Um, but I really like him, especially because we've been talking about the Cyclops, right? And I don't know if you could tell, but I really like, I really like it that Cyclops. <laughs> I really like it that, that Flex. Um, he does a lot of good things. So I talked about Beams being cool. I love Beams. Um, it gives me that reach on like multiple characters in one attack action that I think the, the list is lacking a little bit of in some ways. Yeah. Um, homing rockets probably doesn't get played very often, but it's a good, I've used it before and it is a good option to have in your pocket. Um, I think that overcharge capacitors, the one that the, the double power meditate that he's got he probably yeah. never gets used. Right. Cause we're going to give him plenty of power. Right. He builds it really well. Um, and with the beam that also works with Cyclops because he can throw around a lot of power. Um, he could probably get enough that propulsion thrusters, his movement, his placement. He could just do like, oh, I need to give someone a power in X. No, just propulsion thrusters and stay here. Yeah. Sometimes you have you when you play him, you're trying to keep power on him um, and you're trying to like not use too much. So you can disruption field. But with as much powers we'll throw around, I can see instances where I just go, I'm just going to spend two to pass one. And then disruption fields gross. It that with the shock on his uh, beam is going to make it me much harder to kill. Um, we talked about incinerate helping my attrition onto them. This will help me getting attacked. And a front line of him and like Colossus sounds like a really tough nut to crack. Yes, absolutely. And that's kind of where my thought process with him with him too, because he feels like a character that fits very well with prof on top of like if we add in a cyclops here 
where mm-hmm. he just, as you mentioned a second ago, he fits well with both of those game plans. Um, I think he, he's just, I don't know. Um, he's just kind of a total package. There are matchups, of course, that you don't want to play him at all. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I his big think. strength is going to be on my E's if yes. I get an E matchup. Right. Absolutely. I think my, oops, sorry, go ahead. No, I, mean, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, he, he's like, the, people call him the king of E's. Uh, <laughs> for good reason, brother, for good reason. Right. Um, he's, he's, he's very, very solid. Uh, but he was probably, even though like, even at all the other X-Men suggestions I gave, this character may potentially have been the highest on my list of a suggestion for you. Yeah. I like him a lot. Slotting him in is going to be a little tough. Yeah. Um, especially if we, especially when we add in the Cyclops, cause there's just be so much. Right. Um, but I definitely think that he is a good like tech piece for the ease. I don't think he's a generalist. Um, I think for, for the, for the, for the close range matchups, I think this is one that I would probably lean on um, to like help carry my game plan. Uh, so I definitely want to put him like in the running for the for the the list. Yeah, but we'll double we, asterisk him up if you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll double asterisk him because I think he's cool. Um, mine's also pink and painted. <laughs> so it is. Uh, yeah, I love Dynamo. He's fantastic. I took him out of my Sam list. Uh, I added in someone I don't remember who off the top of my head. Oh, Voodoo. I added in Voodoo because I wanted some ways to get rid of stuff. Um. But I honestly, I really wish, and I'm going to sound like blasphemous. I wish I didn't have to take bill. If I didn't take the bill tax, if I didn't pay the bill tax, this would be bill. Bill would be out. Dynamo would be in hundred percent. Yeah. Bill's like, because you're not playing storm. I feel like bill is like a necessary evil in a, in a high, high power to competitive list. Um, in a list like this, especially because at the end of the day, you're still trying to play this objective game plan of just like being tricksy, outscoring your opponent um, in most matchups. Now with the potential Cyclops edition, we can pivot more to like a uh, attrition game plan when, when needed, but, and also professor X can do it himself too, which I like, and I have a big theory around him, but how he's going to end up being, he's going to be like this neat in between where storm is like the queen of the objective play style of like, you have the storm hop, you have the cover or the pseudo cover, if you will, where Cyclops is just like the attrition game plan. Professor X to me is like this nice balance between the two that you can kind of like, it's kind of like Avengers esque where you have like, Hey, I can do this attrition game plan. I can bring this attrition list and be under professor X and be comfortable, but also do the vice versa under like the control style. I'm just trying to outscore and bring a a list that can do the same thing. You may not be as powerful as a Cyclops or as powerful as a storm, but that flexibility is where his strength lies. Yeah. And I'm kind of seeing him too a little bit as like, a, you know, the three pillars of like, like, like the objective play from Storm, the mid to late game attrition value train from Cyclops, and then you kind of like pivot right because like 
Storm is really good early game, but kind of falls off where I think X can pick up some of that slack mm-hmm. with his reroll bubble and some of his other tools, like some of his control, because I don't think X-Men has like a ton of control, but he can control some stuff. And in Cyclops, I think he kind of fills that gap of like an early alpha strike. You can like tool a list to hit first set up. And then like we talked about swapping to the Cyclops and like carrying out the game with that value train. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he does. I've, I think that you know, I've seen some criticism about like his survivability and stuff. I think that any any support or like squishy character is going to have that at first as people learn to position them and like figure out their role. And then once they solve that, um, you know, we'll start having we'll start seeing more like solidified lists. Marzana, are you saying you have to know your role? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and bring a character here then. We're almost done, actually, on at least the character side. Uh, Shuri, um, definitely not an attrition piece. Definitely hard no. on the control here. Um, she, but she has a, a pretty good suite with some of the stuff she brings. Super genius and upgrades. Upgrades, of course, being, like, the big one here. But super genius will also can, like, uh, have its... Um, play as well it's she i think she brings a pretty uh, neat play style to this list and can bring a a three slot because i brought a lot of fours here but she's a three th- a threat character that can slot into the matchups if you don't want to play that attrition game really want to be on the i'm just trying to control my opponent and outscore them mm-hmm. so what do you what did you think about her and you said you kind of had been briefly thought about her previously is that correct yeah, because I thought about her like with the Iron Man, and I think I can address both of them right here, right? Sure. Um, like at the same time, and that they both kind of fill similar roles in like a controly energy style um, character that provides rerolls for the team. Um, Iron Man's a little bit more survivable and has more damage output, especially in range. Shuri has more hard control and is easier to give out rerolls with, uh, especially because she can do defensive rerolls, and Iron Man can only do offensive rerolls. Um, I think what inevitably brought me away from this um, was support bloat, mm-hmm. right? We're taking Professor X and I feel like there's a lot of matchups I want Wong because he's going to be able to turn on a lot of my stuff. Um, we can probably try to figure out maybe, or maybe later on I'll figure out someone who's got a one cost power that can turn on the rest. Like Nightcrawler is good for that. Like he can just hop for one and then the next guy's got a power and then the next guy's got a power, stuff like that. Right. Um, but if I'm taking X and Wong, that makes Shuri very hard to justify because I'm going to have three guys in the back um, wanting to like shoot people and give rerolls. And that can be really hard on like split scenarios, um, which also gives me a reroll bubble on a split scenario as a secondary thought I just thought about. Yeah. Um, but it also makes it hard to like have a front line. I'll have, you know, seven points between him and him and Shuri X and Shuri nine. If I do Wong and that's both my unaffiliated slots and a, and a five wide or a six wide. Um, so then it becomes, it can become a little hard to get enough work done. Um, maybe at a 15 point, we can take something like shadow cat X 23. Yeah. Um, but then that's kind of, or, or beast. I think it'd probably be like beast X 23 if we kept beast, but then like, we're playing like this weird half control, half um, attrition build because like X twenty three wants to kill, 
with no chill. Um, <laughs> 100%, yeah. And it it's a little, I feel like it's just a little, like maybe it's way better than I think it is, right? Like I may be like cooking up a storm over here and like downing it, but uh, it feels like it's a little awkward. Uh, I can agree. I can agree with the awkwardness for sure. It, um, it can, yeah, I feel like you, it's, it's a lot to invest in too, right? Mm -hmm. Where, especially like, I like the idea of what you brought up with Iron Man and Shuri, but it, that is a lot to invest, especially as you mentioned, it's a, it's a lot of gun line pieces. B, we're talking if Shuri X Wong alone, that is what nine threat you throw in. You throw in Iron Man into that. That's 13 threat. Because yep. for the audience out there, we're talking about new Iron Man here, not not a yep. OG a Tony. But yeah, like that's that's a lot to invest in. And not to mention, none of that uh, outside of Professor X, none of the what I mentioned there was affiliated. Yeah. I I had I had brought them up together because I had had that plan. Um I think in this case you wouldn't bring Wong, you would bring Shuri and uh uh, uh, Iron Man, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Tony Stark, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever, or Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., excuse me, Tony Stark, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, <laughs> and you would play with all those reroll bubbles. Right. Um, and then you would cater your other two. I think if I was doing that, um, that would be really cool. I'm like an E. Um, yeah. But I think that with, especially if we go like a Cyclops build, we're kind of investing too many slots outside of that. Um and I think that's a cool idea. I'm, I want to try that eventually, and I'm probably going to build a list for it. Or someone else could try the triple reroll bubble build. It was yeah. really good in timelines with Sentinels. I really liked it a lot uh, the couple times I tried it out. Um, so, uh, you know, extensive testing. I played it like twice. So <laughs> obviously, obviously, right. Um, but I kind of just, I more wanted to bring it up just to see, just to kind of get that idea out there. Because I, I think it, I think there might be some legs for it. Is it yeah. this list? I don't think so. I think we're going to probably veto Shuri and and the, the my suggestion of Iron Man, uh, in in on the exact same line of thinking, right? Um, well, uh, I will I will say this though, and it is something to kind of keep in mind as well. Um, I do think there is merit exactly to what you were mentioning too that there is probably something there. Yeah. I don't think this is it chief. Like (laughs) what, what, what I want to build right now with, with what I am trying to accomplish, it is not it. Right. It, it, we're, we're we're trying, we try to be trying to do too many eggs in one basket. I think we're having a little bit of trouble now. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe what I want to do won't work. That's fine. That's part of testing. It's part of learning. And I might pivot to that. And I think that if you think that's a cool idea, go for it. Absolutely. And I will say it, if that is a problem anyone's having of just like, oh, there's just all these options. You're like the meme of the guy trying to hold all like the groceries in the yeah. middle. All the, all the lemons. I can't hold all yeah. the limes. I can't well, hold all these limes. That's a great problem to have. Um, yeah. When you just have so many options and there, a lot of them are very solid. Like Uncanny X-Men is one of the best affiliations, in my opinion, in this game, especially when this wave comes out. They just get so much in their mm-hmm. in their arsenal that they can do um i will go ahead and go on because i know we're, we're not like crunch for time but we are getting a little far in this episode um oh i could talk for hours bro <laughs> uh, um, our our last character on this that you brought up which i think is 
pretty good with kind of what we have potentially going on here, but more about mm-hmm. the solidify Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, Zemo being a, as we've, you know, since day one been in the game, of course, we're talking about OG Zemo here. I'm assuming, is that correct? Yeah. 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 Three point, uh, original core box Baron Zemo. That's right. So can I kind of touched on this earlier? This is the other character with the, with the turn one charge, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We have him. He has his own little rebo bubble. Granted it's, you know, smaller. It's not a superpower that you burn into, but it's something that's there. Um, it's not. It's not how big your reroll bubble is. It's how you use it. A hundred percent. And this man loves to use it. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> he likes to swing it all over the board and like provide it to everyone. Absolutely. He has two phenomenal. Um, well, one's great. The other one's like it's playable. Uh, <laughs> and, one is one is fantastic, and one is a threat. Correct. And one of those threats that's like. I wish I could say it's not a threat, it's a promise, but it is just a threat. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, we have the Master Sword and the Counter-Strike with that on top of charge. Um, brother, I think with kind of a direction we're going, I think this dude might be a shoe-in. We've been, I think he's the Deadpool. I think he's the Deadpool too. I th- I, I, I think that I, is I'm like we have we handshake here. I think we have our first official switch. Uh so <laughs> So yeah, so Zemo is going to be slotting in for Deadpool 100%. Um, yeah, he just brings so much to the table here. Um, yeah. He fits kind of both game plans really well of like, if you want to pivot to that, he's a great attrition piece. We've yes. seen that time and time again. Um, but with the long move and everything else he does, he could play the objective game fairly well. Oh, yeah. He can he can hold down a, a side by himself fairly um, fairly reliably. You know, sometimes people will put like a cool guy on one side to kind of like hold it. He's not a bad one to do that because he could potentially kill some of the like loners. Yeah, uh, he has a threat to like or a, a attrition threat to be feared, and if he's in those matchups against like I don't like a like a like a black dwarf. That's not the person. That's not someone you're going to see very often, but let you know, someone big and tanky. Sure. Um, a rhino, which is usually also dive bombing you, but you know, something like that, a, a Colossus maybe on his own. Um, typically you don't build a lot of power, so you can't do all of his stuff to like get the ball rolling, but in X or even Cyclops, if we're not too split, we can kind of throw him some power to set up a bomb turn into that guy and try to just erase them from existence. Yeah. Um, and then like, that'll like end my power chain and something like X more likely, uh, like to an extent, but like we have an option with that. And then if we're like not in a split scenario, he's going to make everyone better. He's good to clean up like, like Wolverine. And he's one of the reasons Wolverine kind of gets pushed out is I think he's a more efficient option to do cleanup duty. Um, and he also gives us access to a card that is pretty cool in I'm a Baron after all that we might discuss a little bit. We might touch on. Um, we can touch on that. I think it he he can do some cool stuff with I'm a Baron. Maybe not in this list because we are X Men is tight on on cards. I know everyone everyone's having that issue with it being tight on tactics cards, but I think he would his might get pushed out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let me see here. So we've got that switch going for us. Yep. Let's go ahead and do a recap. We go ahead and got a 
hammer this down, get this kind of pinched in here a bit. Is there anything, any uh, other character choices we want to make now, or do we want to wait until after we discuss crisis? I think that I am pretty happy with what we've suggested. Um, I think outside of like tech pieces, which I would need to test to discover, mm-hmm. um, we're probably, I think that the suggestions we have in the tank are probably the only ones I'm ready to slot in yet. Like, you know, may, maybe I would consider, you know, there's stuff like Rhino, Red Guardian, even Luke Cage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these staple characters um, and even characters like maybe Sabretooth, the new one, um, Dr. Voodoo, who really like getting power that like maybe or, or even Hulk, another staple like that might get slotted in eventually after some testing. But like I said, I'm trying to hone in on a couple of ideas, one or two, and really drill those out to figure out how I'm going to like it. Gwen. Gwen's another one. I think Gwen's fantastic. I've thought about. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think she's going to do what I want you here. Support bloat and all. But uh, I think that I'm very happy with our character choices right now. Not the 10, you know, the what we've all talked about. I think I'm very happy with the ones we have in reserve in the 10. Yeah. So what I have, I'll go ahead and uh, call them out here for the audience as well. So I have kept Cyclops. I have kept uh, Crimson Dynamo here to talk about. We've mm-hmm. already put in Zemo. And yep. and the I think the other one to potentially remove but potentially stay to talk about further was Cable. I think those are the ones we really kind of like touched base on that we were there was a eyebrow raise interest to I really like this idea kind of um, band. Yeah. There was a little bit of discussion for Bishop, but I think Cable will take the Bishop slot if we decide to take one of those two. I think so as well. I do, actually, I do have Bishop here here too, but I definitely, I think there's a different build out there. I think if we were, again, kind of what I mentioned earlier, if we were hyper-focusing more on Cyclops than we were on Professor X, I think Bishop is a shoe-in. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, cool. I agree. Wonderful. So we have that there. Uh, I guess for... Uh, to throw a wild card in here because we one of the biggest like oofs we've been talking about with the list is lack of threes. We're, just, we're trying to make sure our three slot is good. Have you thought about Domino at all? Um, I'll be honest. I love Domino. <laughs> um, she won me a convention. I put all of my love into Domino. I don't think I like her for this list. Um. She doesn't really get turned on round one by anything. Like probability manipulation is yeah. great, but she's going to kind of be a dead end for power if we're going a power train. Mm-hmm. She builds it really well, and she's great for Cyclops. Um, but I think in the Professor X category, she would be relegated to a tech slot. I used her as a counter to Corvus Glaive. You can call me crazy if you want for that. Uh, it worked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I don't think as a general three threat, she's better than Shadowcat. Shadowcat's going to fill in that uh, a little bit of what she does, I think. Whereas she stops all crits, Shadowcat's going to stop it on the um, attacks or on the defenses, excuse me. A lot of stuff. And also give me Incinerate. On a wild, but she can give me Incinerate. Yeah. She sure as hell can. So, all right. Yeah, I like that too. And I think at this point, I kind of mentioned my my talks about Beast. He might just have to be a quote unquote like a necessary evil here um, of a character, unless we found like some sort of other unaffiliated three um, down the road. And but like for what we're looking for, I think Zemo fits that spot really well. Um, there's probably some other three out there that'd be really good. Maybe like a Luke Cage. Um, yeah, 
here. A but, black cat, maybe. Yeah, black cat. If we want to kind of go that route too, someone that just has like a good. You're a, a big thing a theme here is we're looking for a good active and a good reactive superpower that is used on not their turn. Yeah. So, uh, which those characters can with two dangers to ignore and um, his throw, of course, on Luke Cage. Uh, black hat has her own merits as well, but I think we have a good choice of pool right now do you let's go ahead and talk about let's skip over tactics cards mm-hmm. let's go ahead and hammer out these crises yeah. um and that way we can actually hammer down our 10 for characters afterwards and then we'll move on to tactics cards to wrap it up yeah so we are x-men well we have arguably one of the best objective cards in the game um in first class yep agree. Uh, it is insane card is busted what so we it is they've it's kind of made x-men like the inaugurable like kings of flip secures yep they rival the uh the might of asgardia uh, the asgardians themselves absolutely flip secures (laughs) they they spit in the face of the gods and say (laughs) we can do it better than you (laughs) Norse gods more like uh horse nods am i right brother Something like that. (laughs) Absolutely. So with that, we're going to want some number of flips. Um, I will say not being on a storm game plan, that game plan does lose a little bit of merit, uh, but only by so much because you don't have like that distance, if you will, uh, that storm can help like cover or keep them being to safety. But that being yep. said, that doesn't take away from how strong that game plan can be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, one of the ones I, I re- initially thought about was, um, you know, I think my go to when I build lists, I like to punch things. So I always put in the ease. <laughs> sure. I don't know if that's the case here, um, but a shape that is similar. You know, it's a similar shape to E, whatever shape Deadly Meteors is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. I think it's I, right? It's I or something. They kind of got rid of the letters, but that's going to be like not a thing coming going because none of the new cards have a letter on them. Hey, I was um, right. It is an I. But yeah, but yes, it is. It is deadly, deadly meteors for sure. And I can agree with you. I was thinking about that as well. So just something to keep in mind, of course, uh, is energy defense. So yeah. we would want to keep uh, a track of our character suite, make sure we have threes and fours threes being hopefully like the minimal of what we're kind of bringing here. Like I would not bring a beast on deadly meteors. Yeah. Um, I think that he's the only one that goes below three. I think everyone else is good on that front. So Mm -hmm. I think that one's a good one. Um, now I have another suggestion. Sure. Um, and I, it's gonna, it's gonna be, um, I'm going to preface it with a different question. And you may know where I'm going already. Okay. How do you think my 15 is? Ooh, probably pretty decent, honestly. With this more low to the ground, no five sixes we have going on so far, mm-hmm. probably pretty decent. Um, you have strong threes. You have a leader that's a four and with a potential other leader that's also a four, which is like your only thing that's hurting you slightly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. What are, what are we looking at for uh, for it? I think I might know, but I want to hear you say uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. I'm thinking sword base. Mm, um, I like it. Can I be honest a, with you about something? Yeah. I like that more than I do um, meteors. 
in in the reason that we did miss another character that has only a two energy defense. Oh, your leader. Oh, God. Oh, you're right. Well, I don't think Professor X flipping many points anyway, so <laughs> it may be fine. Sure. Uh, uh, we, we missed it, but that's fine because Professor X um, something something insert some sort of joke about him not flipping meteors. He doesn't touch meteors. He hits people with his brain. Uh, brain powers all day. Brain power. Um, I still think that's fine. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go out and I'm going to say I played this was a long time ago. Uh, but my friend, also named Josh, funny enough, um, he used to play a lot of Black Widow, original Black Widow. Okay. And he used to play a lot of spider portals. Um, and she's got a two energy defense. So she sounds bad for it. But she can get like to any of them at any time. And when I say that if you put a single person to control or to, like to hold your spider infected, his Black Widow was going to take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a clear point with two is a 75% chance to hit, which is about as good as you could ask for on a clear one. Uh, I think it only goes up to like 80 something with three and like maybe higher 80, maybe nineties with four. I don't remember. Um, so the odds aren't bad if it's clear. It just has to be clear against another person. It drops significantly. I don't remember what the, the odds are, um, but I don't hate twos. I, I agree on beast. Professor X is probably holding a back one and it's going to be flipping his own. I think it's fine. Right. Yeah, but it was just something I wanted to at least like have you uh, at least have it in your thought process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciate it because I definitely would have. Uh, I definitely would not have thought about Professor X's defenses, um, but I do like Sword. Um, my concern with Sword is twofold. Um, one is the point value, obviously, right? Like, um, if I can't get a five, a feels good five wide, mm-hmm. it might hurt. I think I'm good. I think we should add it to test it. I think it's a testable thought, but I yeah. think we should also queue up a fourth um, for if that fails. But my other concern would be kind of the shape. It's very tight quarters. Um, I want to be able to protect mine. And I have, you know, obviously like some support stuff with like Wong and Professor X is kind of a support, even though he can reach out and touch the, uh, the opposing point. He can also be hit back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also need to be able to like hit multiple points. Sometimes shadow cat can do that. Um, some of our medium bases can do that. Um, Bill can do that. Zemo can do it. So it feels good in theory. Yes, I will agree here. Um, I do think you can play a pretty good 15 here. Um, a lot of the characters you probably want to bring onto this crisis are in that three threat. Like I like kind of like your long movers can kind of like go from point to point um, th- within sword. Um, so you have Zemo, you have uh, shadow cat, uh, which is mm-hmm. great. Psylocke here looks phenomenal. Colossus looks phenomenal here. Yeah. Uh, even like a beta Ray is great. Um, so you have a, a lot of, I guess the only character I can see that doesn't like being like on this per se is Professor X. Yeah, Professor X is the hugest thing. Oh, and this might be a Cyclops flex. It might be, right? So where Cyclops, you know, again, he's a range, he's a ranged attacker. Does He's not the worst in melee. If he's in melee range, he's at what, 4 3 3, um, has a 6 mm-hmm. health. Like he's not going to just like, crumple like paper per se but he's not also the tankiest character either yeah but and i think for like 
three and five wide option or four and five wide options. Um, if I want to go five wide, I use a leader, uh, Shadowcat, X-23, Zemo, and, and Wong, because I need a two threat. Sure. Um, which may encourage me in the future to look at a toad. Um, but that would get me to 15 at five wide. At four wide, we could do something like a leader, uh, Psylocke or Colossus mm-hmm. or both and or bill like any of any two other fours gets me to 12 and then any of the threes. So um, I like Colossus on this match um, because he can't be moved really outside of like what place yeah. uh, throws. I think it can move right. Uh, but I know he can't be pushed um, and he can protect your leader. Yeah. Uh, be it either Cy- uh, Cyclops or Professor X, whichever one you're bringing here in this matchup. Um, yeah. He can just like stay close. I understand it. It is a too dangerous, but he can still be put in front to where like, Hey, if you're within this range to bubble around him, no, sir. If, <laughs> if I'm on the front of a point, I can, I'm not going to touch their point, but if they're on the front of their point, I can too dangerous. Correct. So he's got some reach. Um, being fork is dangerous sometimes on sword. Um, yes. I think that, with the first class stuff, we can shore it up. I would have to play really interestingly because I'm going to have priority a lot of the time if they go five. Again, match it dependent. Yeah. Um, and like we can do some wonky stuff, but I'm mostly probably going to be passing at least one of the turns because uh, I, I, I'm not going to be ever be able to get last activation unless I get really high on attrition. Yep. And I kind of want to get as close to final activation to try to shore up their final activation because it's usually a big push turn where they try to take lots of sword bases yes um that would be my only con- that's my biggest concern oh, sorry that's my biggest concern with sword is losing out on those late round push turns yep um that would be the biggest reason i'd take it out i think and then not being able to protect x if that's where i usually swing to Right. And probably the go, I understand, like we talked about bringing Colossus here. I like Colossus here a lot in that matchup, but Mm -hmm. it's probably his best to stay going wide, uh, playing like, was it X, Wong, and then just bringing threes and just going like, but Beast, I think is almost a necessity here. Um, If we keep Beast. If we keep Beast, correct. But he just being able to throw a character off a point is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and this probably does stay a Professor X matchup. Yeah. If now the more you think about it, if we are making sure we're staying the five wide, um, I don't think you really go the attrition route unless if you just say, screw it, we're going four and you just bring heavier hitter for four threats. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some flexibility. Um, I think honestly, like beast is looking more and more promising. Um, yeah. I forgot he was there. I'd already written him out be honest <laughs> get my brain he's still on my he's still on my my sheet but um in my mind i i have killed beast uh war crimes mccoy uh right but i i do think he he's kind of a necessary evil here because we still want to keep yeah. that three we that slot in my opinion needs to be a three slot uh in yeah the, so if beast leaves another three's got to take that place i and, think you're right and i think it needs to probably stay an affiliated three um well, it doesn't have to, but I, I think that I think you're right about his slot in particular is filling a very big niche and it would probably need to be replaced with a, a three or an affiliated. I think mm-hmm. my other threes are more likely to be swappable with another point value. Sure. 
Absolutely. As weird as that may sound. Yeah, that does sound a little weird, but it's understandable, though. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on. So we got sword. I'm going to go ahead and put sword down. Um, we have the classic of Mutant Madman. Yes. Right. And I think that's kind of a shoe in. So I have two problems with Mutant Madman. One, I hate bees. Sure. Uh, first off, I hate okay. them. Okay. Uh, I never feel like I make the right lane choice. Mm, got you. I also feel like with X and with Cyclops, we kind of don't want to be too spread. I think we can deal with a D because they can like, you can like hold one side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but B's, you kind of have to spread. And I can't reroll bubble to the other side. I can't Cyclops shoe power to the other side. I can do uh, Professor X power transfers back and forth though. So maybe that's good enough. Um, Maybe so, Professor X. I, this to me, Madman. Let me let me kind of backtrack what I was saying. It's a shoe yeah. in if we add Cyclops, because um, yeah. Cyclops is four four fizz, right? Where mm-hmm. X is only two. You have, um, his, yes, it's only his uh, power is only for passing for range five, but you just keep it within your lane. Like he's going to be able to pass well within the the lanes of those characters, yeah. right? Um, and so I don't think there's like, like, I think the merit for that, that, uh, leadership is still there. Um, yeah. outside of that, I, I will say you, what you mentioned is also a good point though. Like if you did have to feel like you need to bring professor X here, there's no range restriction. He mm-hmm. can just do the thing. Um, and this may be a merit, like, like a valuable, time to try versatile strategy, right? Like right. early game professor X shenanigans to get stuff turned on. Yep. He's not terrible to sit on a point and support a side. Um, and then we swap over to Cyclops to start really drilling out. Like if I recognize, especially if I recognize that the matchup is going to like become lane dependent, I'm not going to really be swapping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Then we can like use the Cyclops leadership to like start getting that attrition stuff. You took the um, words right out of my mouth. That is exactly <laughs> what I was going to suggest. We're on We're shared a brain cell here, brother. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it's small, but my God. <laughs> oh my God, is it doing so much work right now? <laughs> right. But yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to mention. Yes. So you had brought that up previously. I think if we, if there's a merit to bring versatile strategy and the ideas of what you had earlier, this mm-hmm. is it. I think this is a matchup where it can potentially shine and is worth testing. Yeah, I think it's worth testing. Um, you know, I, I do struggle on bees. Um, it's my it is probably my worst. Um, I don't know what it is. Like I can play. I feel like I'm really comfortable with any choice, but bees. I'm always really, and it's because of past experiences of not being experienced, and I, I and making the wrong decisions. Um, but I think, you know, uh, new list, new me. We should try it and see if like maybe I can just even if I don't gain a new affiliation to play, maybe I learn a little bit more about this particular setup. Yeah. Um, if anything. Absolutely. So, and if you end up not liking it, if, if your um, experiences with bees kind of stays the same, we, you, the great thing about this is you can cut it and just make adjustments, right? We yeah. like, look, I understand X-Men play this crisis. I don't because I, it's just not my play style. And as a player, it's just not something I want to lean into. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at like, I'm playing Sam right now. I've looked at some Sam builds that uh, other people are playing and I'm, I'm not playing quite what everyone else is playing on crisis. I'm playing like 
a weird thing that I'm not gonna say like, oh, I'm super unique and I'm different than everybody. Um, I'm doing the I'm the only person on the planet doing this, but <laughs> I am playing some weird things that when I look at other lists for some inspiration and some like ideas, they're usually playing something completely like I'm playing uh Gamma Sword Fisk, and I really don't see that combination as a as a secure for other people. So I right. I, I tend to play things that fit weird ideas I have. So nice. I mean, there's a lot of merit to that. Like it's a good strategy not to just bring the typical cookie cutter, right? Yeah, because when people think about like I'm playing the Avengers matchup, they'll be thinking about, oh, I'm doing these things. So I'm going to counter with these things. But then when I'm bringing others, like I can't tell you how many times people have looked at my all of my crisis and gone, I hate all of these. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely despise what you have brought. And I'm going to bring this because I don't want researcher or I don't want sword. So I guess I'll suffer. So typically guess just die <laughs> guess i'll just suffer somewhere and my extracts are built to be neutral so if i lose prio uh and they pick their secures which a lot of people do well then we're playing hammers scrolls or research station work have fun with bill idiot <laughs> right <geez. laughs> oh, man. and i never pick my extracts so i pick my secures at usually and i usually get one of their extracts that i can middle grab myself with yep Absolutely. So I think for the, this list, we'll go ahead and add it, but it will put, we'll put like an asterisk here just because like you're going to play these, some games with it. You're going to see how it goes and try to shore up your B the, from the player perspective, the B matchup for you. And this might be a good list for you to try to break out of that shell and like just yeah. learn the matchup. Right. It's going to, it's going to be in there, but not with an asterisk. It's going to have the little eyebrow raised emoji next to it. There you go. Indeed. Like, hmm. Indeed. And then, of course, so now this is where we get into some interesting territory. So we can go with a third flip, right? And we can just mm-hmm. full tilt, just full bore, just go into we are on flip secures. This is what we're doing. Or we can add a flex secure if we want mm-hmm. and something that we like in like the kind of game plan that we're trying to do. Right. Um, I will mention for like scoundrels because we that's been brought up a couple times at this point. Um, I don't know how much I like scoundrels without having storm in the list. Agreed. I'm on that. I'm on that train as well. Okay. Um, so I'm glad we definitely agree on that. So we were talking about dynamo as a potential ad. What? So if we have a dynamo, I would really probably want to put an E in here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know we had talked about meteors as being a pseudo E as Mm -hmm. an also potential ad as well. Um, you know, obviously ease. We have gamma, which I don't think we're a gamma. Like, yeah, affiliation, really. Yeah. Um, the only other one that leaves is what? Like demons, right? Yeah. Are we a demons list? I mean, I'm a demon. Like, sure. <laughs> in, in many senses of the word. But um, I'm a little nervous about demons downtown. Um, I feel like we can do if I see it in the opponent secures and I get it, I'm probably not unhappy. Um, but I think it's my fourth or fifth choice in what we discussed. And that's what it feels like. Like I don't want to bring it, but I don't mind getting it. Um, I think so. I think I don't like it because I don't think it scores the way we want to score. Um, yeah, that, and that may slow. be true. 
Right. It may be one of those instances, again, where we do a versatile strategy play. We'll have lots of points to work with it more than likely for running a 19. Right. Um, so we could potentially do the swap mm-hmm. and get like start, you know, snowballing an attrition advantage, which is what you want on that. So maybe it's a good plan. Um, Might be. I think it's a plan of like, I think it's one of those things of like, we don't have it. But if yeah. we're forced to play it from our opponent, we have a game plan for it. And yeah. it's actually a, not a bad one. And it might even throw our opponent off guard. Yeah. I think the two that I want for the third, third slot is um, we've already talked about Deadly Meteors. I like Deadly Meteors as a, as a flip and a pseudo E. Um, but also it's also a pseudo E, but it gives me a little bit more room to breathe mm-hmm. um, on intrusions. Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm pretty cool with intrusions. I, I like it a lot. I have, um, I'm not going to say I've done like really creative things with it. I'm, I'm an artist on intrusions. Um, but I've done some, I, I've, I've got a weird brain. <laughs> you can ask, you can ask Kenny. Um, there's a lot of times where um, it'll look like he has got me and I will pull uh, some crazy plays out of my hat to, to swap a win. I'm pretty good at like identifying board states, right? Like, and looking at like where maybe I won't, you know, always do perform correctly, but I'm pretty good at like identifying like when I'm the controller, the beat down and like where I need to apply pressure. Um, and with my bees, it usually, that's one of the reasons I like them is because usually I'll recognize it really quickly that I've made a mistake and suffer the whole game because I can't really correct it. Um, so I get that instant, Oh God, I've messed up and then I have to suffer through it. And so it's not like a pre, like a post game looking back on it. I should have done this. It's a, the whole game I suffer. Intrusions yeah. fixes that a little bit. There are kind of lanes, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really fortify a position super well, but I think we're fine with that. Like, I think people are going to try to dive bomb X. And intrusions is weird because you don't have to, like, I just played in that tournament, right? I was talking about I played in a tournament. I played intrusions twice. Yeah. Um, and both games, I had one or two characters not on points and won those games. And they just kind of like sat back. Like Sam was one that, did, that sat off points and I had Voodoo and Bill off of points at one point. Partially because Bill kept getting thrown to the stratosphere. Um, yeah. But I also wasn't upset with like, I just kind of kept them there with a with like a point to keep them away from uh, Black Cat and as a threat to like, I'm going to move up and throw you off and move back. So you won't score it, but I won't either. Um. And then Sam, of course, like harassed a single, he chose a point and harassed it <laughs> and never got on it. <laughs> All right. Dang. Um, and it felt comfortable. And I think that Professor X is pretty good in that role. Like, sure. He can, he can sit at range four and just like make people miserable and like, oh, you want to come kill Professor X because he's shooting mind bolts at you? Well, you're going to have to come off the point to deal with them. If not, I've got this four point character shooting bolts at you. Uh, maybe a Cerebro turn to like double move them with the, uh, the one cost spender. If they have like two guys on there. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like, so I don't hate intrusions um, okay. so and I, I can rotate easily too. I can bring a slow team and rotate. Yes. Absolutely. I have plenty of power for it too. Yeah. So we have that. And of course we have the, the, the classic D of uh, portals yeah. to, as well that we see a lot of X-Men list. I, I normally would have said I don't know if I like portals in this list. 
But you do have two long movers in Shadowcat and Zemo. Mm-hmm. You have Bill. Yeah. Which is all, like not only, you know, it, it's Bill, but like he has four energy defense. Um, what do you think about that? I think it's one maybe to test as like one in the backdrop. I feel like D is not my favorite for this list. Um, I, I think, I think we can play it. I think it's in a similar vein of demons, right? Right. I think we've got solid game plans for it, but it's not what I want to pressure. Right. Um, I, I will say I very by a margin. I like it more than demons uh, just yeah. because it scores an, an additional point more. I um, think, I think I'm more likely to take it over demons. Yes. If I decided to take demons, it would be because like, we're, we've already got that in there, and two or three of the current choices have been rotated out Yeah, after testing. Okay. So I think the argument then at this point is going to be is either are we taking intrusions or are we taking uh, deadly meteors? Yeah. As our third. Because we have sword, we have mutant madmen. Um, so we're going to hammer out that. So they're both similar shapes in a, in a, a way, right? We have a C, we have the, the kind of like ash tree, like the line <laughs> last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also takes energy defense. We have certain characters that are pretty good at doing that with like bill bills. Really? your only one. I think either one of these crisis influences adding uh, crimson dynamo. Yeah. Cause they have that line shape. I like, if we're if we're doing it for the Dynamo edition, I like meteors more, I think, than I do um, intrusions. Yeah, because it takes like you don't have to go all the way up to a midline with Dynamo to be like, okay, now I'm effective. Like you can mm-hmm. just hit that back meteor and shoot at that diagonal um, with Dynamo. Well, alternatively, in um, you know X, right, he'll have the two power to hop. So we could move hop and be on the middle point. Right. And then we can, we can do the shot immediately. And that also passes the power on. It sure does. So I think this is going to be dealer's choice at this point. Um, hmm. What do you think? I, I, I think it's probably deadly, deadly meteors just because of how good we are on flips Mm -hmm. personally, but you have the expertise with intrusions and that is kind of your comfort zone. And we're already playing one crisis, not in your comfort zone. One crisis in my comfort, that's not in my comfort zone. And one that is potentially like a test when in sword sword is like a big, a big question mark one that I'm comfortable with, but maybe weird. Um, let's, I think I'm going to go with intrusions. I think I talked myself into intrusions a little bit. Okay. Um, but also I think that my game style, I, I feel pretty comfortable on it. Um, good. I used to be a little bit more against it because it did damage. And now I love it. Cause it's just, now you're thinking with portals, the, uh, the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it got a lot better. I think it has a lot more merit now. Um, not to say it didn't have any merit before, but, mm-hmm. um, it is a, them removing the damage portion of it has made it a very, a more interesting crisis. Oh yeah. Funny, funny enough, like you would think the damage portion would make it a little more interesting, but it actually just made it to where people just didn't really want to do it. Yeah, it being random and take, making you d- take a damage meant like you sometimes just looked at it and go, "Well, 
I lose if I don't go through, but I lose if I do go through. So I guess I'll just die. I guess I just suffer over here. <laughs> it um, can definitely do that for sure. Um, so from there, let's, so we got that penciled in. We're going to go ahead and knock that. We have sword, mutant madman. We have intrusions extracts. Um, we have quite a few. We want some midline ones. We have, we're playing the beta ray bill plan. We, we mm. want middle extracts, maybe not all of them to be that, but uh, of course we have fear grips. We have Montessi. Montessi, I think we like a lot just because of our leader um, having just a mystic defense of being five. True. And because if we, it gives people beams for Cyclops. Uh, if we go, th- I think we're going to try to f- shoehorn that route in. Um, okay. Right. Uh, it gives people like Colossus or Beal, Bill ways to beam <laughs> yeah. that normally don't. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll go ahead and uh, shoot that one in right now. So Montessi. All right. So we like Montessi. Um, now, nor- I-, I will say like I mentioned, you know, my Sam list. So I'm stepping outside my comfort zone a little bit. My game plan on Sam was, I don't know if I mentioned exactly, it's Research Station, uh, Scrolls, and um, Fear Grips. And the theory behind all that is I wanted all neutral. Like, if I am playing and I pick Extract or Secure, and this is the theory, if I pick my Secures, which I'm, am I going to be picking Secures or Extracts more often, do you think? I think it's going to be Secures. So... Here's my problem with Montessi. If I'm picking secures more often, which there's going to be, there's going to be situations I will look at my opponent's extracts and say, oh, hell no. <laughs> sure. We're going my extracts. Uh, how often is that, right? And is Montessi a good choice if I'm not going for extracts? Because if we do that, they pick their secures and then they get a middle grab from my pool. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think because, yes, let me go ahead and take back what I said. My apologies on this. So because we're inserting a better ray bill with eyes, I think if we're winning prio, we're picking extracts. Mm -hmm. And then if we are losing prio, then I think that's when we're looking at doing more on the flip secure plan, picking secures. I mean, mean, we don't have a choice yeah. You're, right. You're correct. I'm being I'm being ridiculous here. Don't don't listen to me. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're but that's correct. Yeah. So you're I hmm. So the veterinary bill makes this list of uh, almost a conundrum. Right. So the, and the way that Bill plays in again, he's a tax. He has to be there. The way that Bill has played in my Sam list and the way that most of my theory with him in this kind of extract configuration we're discussing is I pick my secures because they're my secures. I like I'm building around my shapes, right? Like, uh-huh. And this is a list I think builds around its shapes. Um, yeah. If my opponent is bringing midline grabs, Bill lets me abuse it. And in situations where they don't, if I've, I've played a lot where people have a similar theory to me, where they bring, you know, the non midline stuff, I can still safely grab a, a hammer or yeah. safely grab um a paranoia or um pseudo safely grab a senator like i can grab one of theirs and be a little further back or their cubes or the montessi so i can abuse their extract choices but i'm safe in my secures and i'm safe if they choose my extracts yeah 
I deploy last most of the time, so they can't counter bill my bill and I can grab their I can grab it. And if they do, then I get to grab their bills and then neither of us get to use eyes, which is very funny and has happened. <laughs> yep. Uh, scrolls on my secure. If they get my extracts and they get hammers, I do that on scrolls, their side ones to eyes. Um, so my triple, my, my, my one in Sam as the true neutral three. And I think we might, I think I might go with it here unless you have like some good suggestions. Otherwise. No, I, I actually think that is a very good uh, case to bring to the table. Is the research mm-hmm. hammers scrolls. Yep. I think it also gives it. very awkward points for opponents because some of them don't like 20 and they see 20. They're like, crap. They don't like 15 on research and they're like, crap. Of course, that's also a same thing. So it may not be the same. And they see Hulk. <laughs> they're like, oh, Hulk on research. But I think my research here is pretty good. Like with Colossus, who is very hard to displace. Um, Professor X pulls them off. Zemo's good. Uh, Wong likes the shape. It also takes priority over their secures most of the time. So if they choose my extracts, sometimes I still dictate the flow of combat yeah. because of research station. I, a, a Hulk in particular scares me. Yes. And I'm not bringing that, but I think I have some game plans into Hulk. I think I've got enough meat. You got some meat. You definitely have some meat and you can potentially melt down a, a Hulk or go the opposite route and just ignore him completely. Understanding he's just a force of nature. Yeah, that's what that's those are the two ways to deal with Hulk. Yeah, there's no in between, right? Like you don't pepper him up and just leave him. Like you either dump everything or just accept his existence and just play around him. Yep. So yeah, no, I like that uh, a lot. The as you already mentioned yourself, uh, your game plan with research. That's the only one I'm a little questionable about. Like that's where like maybe you want to play Montessi for the whole Cyclops thing, and that would be the one I would change out. But yeah. That being said, I think we should stick to the game plan. Stick with what you know mm-hmm. uh, at this point, because we're already doing some outside of the comfort zone and testing things in your secures. Let's keep a comfort zone with your extracts yep. and then maybe look into testing like Montessi over a research station, unless research station testing prior just is just fantastic. Yeah. For and you. then we, we can also lean into senators. It scores really fast, but it, uh, like, and some people abuse it, and that's the 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 scare is that if I'm not abusing it, it's a problem, right? Um, but, it, but not everyone is like you're not running yeah. unless you're running into like a, a Mystique Brotherhood or like Avengers like that. Like you're yeah. you're not running into a list that's a really abusing senators, right? Yeah, and so, those are a little fewer and farther between right now, so it's sure. more comfortable than it used to be. Uh, Legacy Virus is also somewhat neutral um, because usually most people can't midline grab two of them. I can midline grab one, they'll midline grab one, and then there's a third one we fight over. And the same for um, Alien Ships. But Alien Ships also f- kind of falls into the attrition game plan as well, because right. it's going to damage them. Yep. So those are three that I have on the back burner as well with Montessi. Yeah. Absolutely. Montessi's not the worst in the world to get stolen from, because it's only three points. Like, you're only down one. Right. Um, right. And you surprisingly have a decent bit of, like, good mystic defense to yeah. in your list surprisingly so i don't mind the beams most people don't use the beams because they're usually not great but i can of all, most lists can't abuse them a lot mm-hmm. or like because the way that they have like most characters just don't interact with them at all and none of mine do but um with the cyclops leadership it it powers up like i i my list interacts my individual characters don't 
Right. Absolutely. So now with the, our selection of crisis, let's go ahead and hammer out the final selection of characters. Yeah. Um, so again, the only swap we've made so far was Deadpool for Zemo. Mm-hmm. Are we, so we're, we've talked a lot about Cyclops and we've pretty much been talking like he's already in. Yeah, 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 he's in. I think it's Rogue for Cyclops. I think so. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and make that swap as well. So Rogue for Cyclops. Um, are we wanting to try to squeeze in a, the Crimson Dynamo here? Or are we going to lay off on him, test what we have, and then maybe look at him at a future date? I think that's the best. I'm pretty familiar with how Crimson Dynamo plays. And I can already see some of the, the stuff we've talked about, right? Like some of the the advantages of playing him. I think, honestly, if I decided to drop somebody, it might be the Shadow Cat or the X-23. I know that sounds weird. Um, uh, I would go probably more Shadow Cat over X, considering considering you're having Cyclops in the list now. Yeah, I think that is 100% true. Um, I think we still have enough threes to hit, um, because I forgot Beast was in the the list at all, but we were talking about like 15 and Gamma. I'm just talking about like that list. I think beast being there means that we can comfortably get rid of the shadow cat. Um, I will, I will state this. If you cut one of your threes from this point, I don't think you have sword because I I can agree with that because at this point you can still play sword comfortably and do well. Well, I can Uh, still do it then too. Cause I would do beast X 23 Zemo four and two for five wide. That's that's correct. That is correct. I have that's why I was saying, like, I'm more comfortable cutting Shadow Cat now that I remember my own list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I do think Beast is kind of like that necessary evil. He is um, the the character throw is just I think it's needed in this list. Yeah. Shadow Cat's phenomenal. I I like her here a lot under Professor. Don't like her as much under Cyclops. And I think she's going to be fantastic under Storm. I think the best thing she provides is the incinerate for Cyclops. Right. right. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So from there, let's go ahead and wrap this up with taxes cards, man. Um, yep. We got, so my main question of why brace and indomitable. So what I've heard, and of course this is like reading some stuff in our gamers guild chat and a little bit of here and there in other chats is that um, professor X don't like it when things are thrown at him. Okay. Um, so I brought Indom because I was bringing a size three in Colossus and I didn't want to give them another bit of ammo to throw into, into him. I don't like patch up. I get a lot of power, but I don't want to spend it on tactics cards if I can help it. Okay. Um, I don't like R&D. I don't have an R&D plan. Right. I've already got R&D basically. You do. Um, disarm. I don't, I can't guarantee I'm not going to, I'm going to have priority to abuse it. So, uh, I don't have deception because I don't have mystique um, to at least sacrifice, which I use sacrifice all the time. I love sacrifice. I'm, I'm okay with sacrifice. Right. Um, I only did it to help protect against more throws. Although sacrifice also protects from one attack. So I, if your suggestion is to remove the indom for like sacrifice, I'm all for it. If not, I would like to hear it. Uh, actually it. So that was one of my options for sure. However, I was going to, not lean further into that because I'm in agreement with you on professor X. Don't like no throws. Um, he it's one of the easiest ways to get him off the table. 
you're going to have to try to like body block the best you can <laughs> for them. Yeah. Uh, if possible, um, go to a lot of those routes. I think it's worth testing here. Yeah. However, that being said, if Indominal does not feel good, I think it's sacrifice. It's either sacrifice or probably patch up. And yeah. I only say patch up because of how much power I think this list is going to be generating. Um, and keeping your power levels on a lot of your characters on kind of like the higher end, unless you're just churning through it. Yeah. My, I think that, you know, it, it's hard to quantify right now how much power I'm going to have available. And so I'm a little hesitant to like add dumps, like patch up. Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's really good. Um, but for now I want to try Indom and sacrifice, but we'll, we'll address that, you know, when we talk, when we, when we've got some reps under the belt. Yes, absolutely. So, okay, we have that. We have, um, I was going to mention one card, but now that we've kind of brought up a separate card, I'm going to remove that from my list. So I had, as just like a generic catch-all recalibration matrix. Mm -hmm. We don't have any big boys. It can potentially save us against like a a spiked roll. You know how it works. And I'm sure everybody listening at this point knows how this card works, where it, it's a re-roll all outside of skulls. It can protect you from a big spike roll, or if you have like a game-ending attack and you just need it to get through, and it doesn't the first time, you it's a try again button. Um, great card. It, it's in a lot of lists, but it's usually a lot of times for me, like card number eleven in a lot of my tactics cards lists. Um, but now we're looking at versatile strategy. And now we're talking about pivoting into a game plan where we, in some matchups, starting with Professor X, shifting over to Cyclops um, in like the later of round two going forward. Once everyone is like in in that battle position, if you will. Mm -hmm. So what would we potentially cut for that? Um, I'm I was looking at no matter the cost. I understand that card is phenomenal with X23 and lets her do God's work. Um, (laughs) But that is the only character I'm seeing off the top. That's really going to abuse it here in the list. Yeah. I think it's a generically good card, but I think that in the, um, in the context of professor X, it might not be necessary because even if I'm playing X 23 might just, have two power. Right. And not need to do no matter the cost. That was going to be my next part of that <laughs> argument right, yeah, right there. Uh, yes. a, now, it could unlock a crazy play where I uh, like do X23 uh, with a no matter the cost, like claw rush round one, and I already have the power to frenzy if mm. I one shot somebody. But that's like. That's like wishing for a lot, I feel. Oh, dude, um, that's you are big bucks, no whammies, bet all on black. Like. Yeah, that's a that's me going all out on like on on that, I think. Um I think that Colossus is okay with it. It's not bad for like an early game Professor X, I feel, if I don't want to spend the power on him. Sure. Um I feel like Cyclops can use it if he yeah. wants to do a big beam. It's good on Zemo. Right. And there, um, is, there is some merit there too of just like understanding the fact that you could be early game kind of passing power to someone and then on their turn, like a Cyclops, just go, cool, I'm going to move and now I'm just going to optic devastation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
there's a lot of really cool things we can do with it. Um, I that's that is a contender to remove. I think it's versatile, but it may be more wishy washy. Um, the other one I did thought about was fallback. Um, yeah. Now fallback's great. Fallback is insane. I think it is honestly maybe restrict worthy. Um, we may yeah. kind of be playing with three restricted cards here. Uh, well, four because eyes is probably going to get restricted. And maybe even exceptional healing, so maybe five. Are <laughs> <laughs> we we have a very um cheap in the words of just like how broken some of these cards are. Uh, yeah, some of these cards are way above curve. Um right. it's just a weird thing with the game right now. Um maybe they're not like that bad, but you know, there's some crazy ones right now. Yeah. Um, but fallback, I feel like it was a shoe-in because storm, right? Like if we're thinking with storm, fallback is busted. It is crazy good. Because yep. it gets you out of trouble. But I'm not really playing a list that wants to get out of trouble. I kind of want to get into trouble. And I kind of want to dig in and, like, build momentum. And while, like, on a good swing, fallback helps you, like, dissuade some of their momentum. Um, I don't know if it helps. I don't have a whole lot of, like, you know, X-Ray 3's got some range to get back in. Psy- Psylocke has some ways to get back in. Beast has got some range. Zemo's got the charge. Uh, Cyclops can potentially field leader someone back into position. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of like really good. I, I don't have like solid action compression on everyone that might want to fall back. Right. I see what you're saying. So uh, it might yeah. be worth removing that one and, okay. and keeping no matter the cost to try some shenanigans. Right. Like, yeah, we can try it out. Right. Um, But I, I feel like fallback. We know like it's sort of. We talked about Crimson Dynamo. I know Crimson Dynamo. I know his limits. I know I know when I play games, if I'm thinking about, here's where Crimson Dynamo could be. You know, I can keep that in mind because I, I know him. Yep. I know what Fallback does. I can keep that in mind while I play and decide where Fallback would be good. But I can try something else for now. And then if we decide that Fallback is better, we know we'll know some more places to add it back. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So we'll go ahead for tactics cards then. We're going to take out fallback instead and uh, add in the versatile strategy. And maybe I'm a crazy person, but I'll take it. You, I think you might be on a little on the crazy side here, but not, I mean, I do think it's again, at the end of the day, worth testing. We haven't even again, and unless you've done any like proxy games, haven't even field professor X to really get a feel for how squishy he might be. So remember, I didn't even have crises in this list, so I've definitely Correct. not even proxied this list. Absolutely. So that being said, yeah, we we're not sure here. Fallback might just be a necessary evil with yeah. a character like that. And, so. and like I was harping on, like I will know when I play. Oh, I should have brought fallback, right? Just like I'll know Indomitable is a bad choice after a few games. Like it'll become apparent in yeah. those matchups where I bring it. Um. And, you know, then we won't sacrifice or yeah. patch up or whatever. Right. Like we'll figure it out quick. I think. I think we will, too. And then uh, one other card, too, I kind of thought, thought right here. I know a lot of people have kind of been playing this a bit more lately. Uh, joint effort. Do you think we are playing a list that merits that card? I would need to get a few reps under the belt before I made that decision. That makes sense. I think I need to know how it positions and how how it plays out. Um, th- another I card think- I thought about I mentioned was um, I'm a Baron after all. Yes. Um, I think that's an aster. It's a pin. We'll put a pin in. I am a Baron. Yeah. I don't know how often Zemo's hitting the table yet. If he makes appearances in a lot of lists, 
and I feel like he needs a little bit more power or even the other two secondary options, um, the uh, removing damage or rerolling attack so he gets a better assassination run. I think that's good Um, because he could do some crazy stuff. Like I think I mentioned like round two by himself, he could do like on his own power gain, he can charge and do a steel rush if you have I'm a Baron or the full rerolls or round one, he can just get a charge off with I'm a Baron and he could be one that might be a good place to drop long for a, for a thing and have him start the power train Mm -hmm. is with a move charge. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe Wong could just be uh, just insert other two threat, probably toad. If you wanted to go into in affiliation, there might be some merit to honey badger. Granted, she can't do the objective plays. Yeah. So I think I'm a Baron is going to be one I look into um, okay. as I play around. I'm, I, I want to see, and I may drop no matter the cost in some test games to, to try it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely force yourself to play no matter the cost in some of these matchups going forward. And, um, really get the feel for it and yeah, come back with us and let us know how it felt. Or even to me, my X-Men, I feel like if we're going to cut a or Cerebro, I think those two are also our most cuttable um, affiliated cards. I don't think we get rid of dream dreams. Crazy. First class is insane. Cerebro. I don't know yet to yeah. me, my X-Men. I think to me, my X-Men is fantastic. I it's, think it's, it's a great card, especially if you have two leaders. Right. Um, or does it have to be an active leadership for, to me, I believe it has to be active. I will double check. No, just a, just a leadership. Ooh. Even so, better. so like it's a good card, but if I find that there's not a lot of times where I'm using it, um, that may be one to swap. And also that can give me a midline grab play, right? Like I can, um, move someone down. I can, it may be an avenue to drop bill to just use to me, my X-Men as my eyes play. Sure. It's not a great eyes play. Right. It's, like it's not a great eyes play, but, but it's an eye. It, it's it. It may be enough. You know, again, right. well, I'll have to test that. I don't know if people really use it for that because it's a strong it's like Avengers Assemble. I can do it. Avengers Assemble, but it's different. Right. Um, but it may be worth trying like Colossus being able to move up and grab middle and then move some short back. I mean, he's not getting pulled into their line. He, they have to move up and throw him and Correct. they have to kill him otherwise. And he's not easy to kill. No, not at all. Uh, front end, uh, just like Steve, like front end a little easier. Yeah, but once you flip him for sure, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Just tank city. <laughs> just tank city, brother. Yeah, population us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think this is looking great. Uh, I kind of like what we've kind of settled on. How are you feeling about it? I like it. Um, Good. I, like I said, I've, I'm really interested in X. Uh I, I was just really scared about how to solidify some of the questions like closing games out is one of the things. And, you know, obviously my crises because I was lost. So this has been a big help, like getting some ideas flowing and getting some feedback on what we've uh, what I had already been thinking of. Right. Like Absolutely. it's easy to have wackadoodle ideas. But when you say it to someone, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what training grounds is for. Right. That's is the place to like express your ideas. I'm here to help kind of like interject some thought process you may have or have not thought about and really deep dive into that and flesh it out and, mm-hmm. and get something kind of going and make, see some sw- uh, switches for you, see some avenues or maybe like reveal something that you're like, Oh, you know, I thought about that character. Didn't think about that interaction. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. 
Like I never thought about, I I was so in tune into the psych, to the professor X leadership exactly. And that game plan that I had not even considered. I didn't consider storm because like I, I, well, I'd considered her, but I was like, I'm not even going to try because I don't want to take too much attention away from X. If that makes sense. I'm trying, I don't see a way to like mesh them yet. So Um, I will say this. I, and I, this is a theory of mine. I think if you're doing all three, you're too deep in the sauce. Yeah. Uh, I think it is again, talking about professor X kind of being that nice middle ground with his own game plans and a little bit more flexible. Uh, I think it's like Cyclops, professor X or storm professor X. If you're doing yeah. any sort of multiple leaderships. Yeah. And I had, I had considered the storm X, but couldn't figure it out and didn't want to try. Cause I wanted to pr- focus on professor but I really dig um, our conversation about Cyclops. Uh, like I hadn't really considered him yet. Like I just kind of discounted him because I was like, well, it's storm or nothing. Right. Like, and then when you mentioned Cyclops, I just started like those, those gears started turning and I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth the test for sure. And you never know. You might find that, yeah, he's not really worth it. He just does what he does is too similar to yeah. what Professor X is bringing to the table with his power game. But again, he's uh, his can kind of get cranked to 11, if you will, because it can be multiple characters per turn, right? Yep. Um, because it goes off of attack. So you like that, as we mentioned, has merit to le- at least put on the table and consider it. Yeah, um, I, I think I think like we talked about Storm having the uh, momentum based objective play. I feel like I'm sort of leaning into an objective based attrition play. <laughs> With like, not like hard attrition, but like I'm, I try to go up and then coast that attrition, like advantage to victory, as opposed to getting all the objectives and holding them until I die and hoping that's enough. Kind of like the <laughs> yeah. inverse of what Storm does, right? Right. Well, here, so, we'll go ahead and do a, uh, a quick breakdown of the list and then see, maybe go over after the changes, like any issues we might still run into or things to look out for, and then we'll wrap it up. So we have... B stayed, Colossus stayed, Psylocke stayed, Shadowcat still in, X23 still there. We have swapped Deadpool for Baron Zemo. We have Wong, Beta Ray Bill, and we have swapped Rogue for Cyclops. And we have, of course, kept our original leader, Professor X. Tactics cards, we have kept everything the same of Cerebro, First Class, to be my X-Men, Xavier's Dream, Brace, Eyes on the Prize. We have swapped fallback for versatile strategy we're on indomitable no matter the cost exceptional healing and we now have crises <laughs> onto this yes list. in mutant madmen intrusions um and then we settled on it was sword base mm-hmm. and then we're on research station hammers and scrolls Rosane, how are you feeling about this I like it. I think as sort of a rough draft test list, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things to try out. Um, this is probably far from the final draft, right? Like, right. I don't want people thinking that like, we've just come up with a bunch of wackadoodle ideas and about to take this to LVO or something, or even. Oh, God, or, no. Hence why this is orange, not red. Yes. This is, um, this is an attempt to build a list that could evolve into that but we're going to evolve uh, like the X-Men, the mutants, the X gene is the next stage of human evolution. This is the first stage of a professor X competitive roster. 
Absolutely. We have not, we have not had a generation of this list with the X gene, but we're getting close. <laughs> right. And you're coming from a, a mutant over here. That was a little bit more of a, a storm stand, if you will, that kind of abused yeah. her old leadership. I, I'm um, aware. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, and Hey, I know. I'm working on some gasoline. I think with uh, no stop, no stop. No, you don't have to. You can. You don't have to. <laughs> but now, like, it's great to kind of like look on the other side of the X Men thing, and also opening up that new door into the X Mansion of like getting to see the Professor's quarters, if you will, yes. and going in, into the Cyclops Professor X game plan here. Um, yeah, I think it's great. We might run into some potential like control matchup issues. I think. Yeah. Um, outside of that though, I think the, the list stands its ground very well on the attrition game plan. We might have a Hulk problem, if you will. Um, yeah. who doesn't though? Right. Like, right. Absolutely. Hulk is just, Hulk is just crazy. And at, yeah, he's, he is a force of nature, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, Merzane, thank you so much for bringing this list today. Highly appreciate it. I'm so glad that we got a good foundation going for your testing. Uh, yeah. hope, I hope testing goes very well for you. Please keep us updated on how this goes, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's nice being up. Typically, I'm the one helping someone build a list, right? Like I'm the one giving the advice in the previous experience. So it's nice to be on this end, right? Yeah. It's uh, much different uh, being hey. the focus of the help. <laughs> Indeed. and But at the same time, you still brought your expertise and you also shone the light to me on a few avenues as well, too. So I'm glad we were both able to come together, help each other out with these thought processes and land on where we have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. it's been a blast. Heck yeah. Well, um, Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me on the Gamers Guild podcast, not this one, the other one that's called the Gamers Guild talking about MCP. Um, I know that we've got the Shatterpoint podcast and it is very soon getting its own feed correctly or has it already happened you know i'm not sure at this point in time of when this episode drops but it should be happening soon yeah so keep an eye on that if you're in it for shatterpoint content um i also very infrequently show up on house party protocol our friend will uh he's a local for you uh he's a local in my heart for me uh, <laughs> indeed uh i'm also pretty active in that discord and a little bit more active in our discord um if you want to mention me if you want to pop in and tag me and ask me any questions, feel free to on either discord. Uh, I will respond to you. Do not send me pictures of a mega red. I will hate you. Um, oh, I knew we forgot a character in this list. I, <laughs> I do. Ha- I, he was the first model I painted. Yeah. No joke. Someone, a fan said, I realize that you hate Omega red. I, if you paint him and try him and give your honest opinions, I'll send you one. And I said, sure. And I did. He's fine. He just grosses me out. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, if you want to talk to me, just send me a tag, send me a message. I, I frequently have people ask me stuff about lists um, and I'll, I'll give some feedback. You know, it may not be the best feedback. Maybe, I mean, I don't know everything, but you know, I do what I can. You do what you can. Hey, and so do I. But yeah, absolutely. Man. Again, pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for your time. Um, everybody else, I hope you enjoy this episode and get some good knowledge from it. Um, and as always, keep on gaming. <laughs>